0: gentlemen this is democracy manifest excuse me mrs brink yes nanette are you waiting to receive my Limp podcast hey everybody hi guys hello hi it's been a minute yeah it's been a how long has it been since my last confession
1: um five ten minutes
0: no like actual podcast confession
1: it's been a, um, oh wow fuck a couple of months
0: at least it's been it's not a couple of months it's been 4 weeks accordingly one, one? way one month it's been okay it's 1 month yeah you need to contextualize that just be like oh
1: yeah, well, you, one. you were talking in I months said, and then you said like i was talking weeks. weeks yeah i said then you changed it on me so it's like 4 weeks 1 month
0: that's why you got to adapt to survive also, Jaden's here. Hi, I'm Chris, I'm and, uh, and I'm Jaden, I'm and, and we are,
2: are the three stooges. Apparently, no, that's you. That
0: I—that's mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, me. I, is I, it? All three I, stooges. It—it it, it went from like no to a oh, you're kind of right, but yeah, fuck you. <clears throat> Truth hurts. Anyway, uh. Yes, it's certainly been a while um, due to mainly uh, time management for the first couple of weeks. And then uh, my voice decided to uh, have the audacity to lose its audacity. And uh, I wasn't sick. It's just my voice is fucking wet. And that's just horrible. Because
1: you guys heard how bad it was. Yeah, it was was still there, but it, it wasn't there. Well, like, fucking the croak,
0: the you croakiness of a dead horse, and that's
2: all you get. Yeah,
0: yeah. it just Speech wasn't clear functioned. and concise. And I just wasn't doing that or any recordings with that because that would just sound like absolute ass to listen to. Correct. But yes. that means that uh, maybe you guys actually have done some stuff with your weeks this week Got slash the past. Couple
1: of weeks. The past couple of weeks, a little bit, but most of our weeks will still probably be the exact same because well, both Jaden and I have gotten into playing um, XCOM Chimera Squad yes so I've got that. Chimera Squad i played like
0: two missions I'm like cool but then I just went back to Final Fantasy 7 because they're like because like I'm not not saying it's bad I'm saying like this is fun I can't wait to play this game after I've done Final Fantasy 7
1: yeah you just got other games to you got to move through first before you can commit to that
0: exactly so yes tell us about quite quite Chimera Squad why the fuck yeah chimera squad well basically
2: it's a, a sort little short little kind of side story ish
0: it's like a it's a, it's certainly it's, a it's spin-off a side project yeah it's it, it's, it's xcom
1: not... 2.5
0: well all right the, the I keep saying this but it I cannot think of any other comparison it's what far cry free blood dragon was to far cry free like I... everything down to the neon lights and colors, down to the two D stills as cutscenes, you know that sort of stuff. I kind and of then... like the
1: comic book aesthetic they got for the uh, everything.
0: Yeah, but like the fully rendered cutscenes, f- like feel hundred percent XCOM two, mm. and uh, the gameplay after the initial breach aspect of it almost feels exactly like XCOM like XCOM mm. 2. like everything like obviously you can't pick and choose who you want to work with you have to go through a list but yeah, yeah what the, Im- big, um,
2: the big difference is you're running with the chimera squad which is 8 uh, 11 i think is a max of 11 yeah, pre-made 11. characters yeah so um, each but the bright so side each, is they get yeah. more into
0: into personal story and shit like that so yeah. you're not you're not playing as fucking jobbers that come out of the woodworks and then you're just giving them a name and such you these characters all have full backstories to them full personalities um i'm pretty sure they're specific sort of classes as well yep yep yeah so there is not a lot of um how can i put it randomness to it anymore
1: yeah, there's also not a lot of customization to it anymore well it's pretty much at the gone sa-
0: yeah, like um, I, I can understand that aspect of customation, customization gone because you've got, like, you can't really customize a character other than aesthetically, mm. and even like, then you even, can only
2: tint their armor.
0: Yeah. yeah, same thing. Same thing was in X-Hop's one, XCom one though. You could only tint their armor and uh, give them like free variants of the same armor. So. that's why I was like when I um because I played XCOM 2 well I finished XCOM 2 before I finished XCOM 1 and then going from XCOM's 2 level of customization to XCOM 1 was just jarring as hell see that wasn't an issue for me the
2: issue for me was how fucking slow the game was
0: yeah it's certainly like a chunk slower and felt more of um more of the a repeat of the same gameplay loop more often than xcom 2 xcom 2 you had well i'm mainly talking about war of the chosen when i speak about xcom 2 because i didn't play xcom 2 upon release i played xcom 2 when war of the chosen came out and that has a whole new aspect to it of like having the chosen having uh what is the other things like the the loss to complete new enemy and then having factions like that that creates such a Massive diversity to like the stuff you can achieve in those games. That like, you could play them almost any way, in shape or form you want. You can go fuck. I want to focus primarily on the Reapers in XCOM Two, but in XCOM One, it's just XCOM, which makes obviously makes complete sense. But going from XCOM 2's War well, the Chosen to XCOM uh, Enemy Within, very jarring in speed in customization in exactly what you can do but xcom chimera is another variant of the gameplay system but instead of having how can i put it instead of having like random jobbers be your team and then you build them up you have selected pre like predetermined story like story based characters to which you play in a turn-based system which is, well, a more structured turn-based system where on the right of the screen, you have like a literal list of the enemies and the players. So the best way I can explain it is Final Fantasy X had the exact same system, had a bar up in the top right hand of the screen and it had like your character's face and then it had an enemy face and there was a list order determining determined or oh, well, not, not pre- determine predetermined the, who yeah
1: yeah based yeah, a upon
0: a stat it's
1: like if you ever played a game of D, it's fucking whoever yeah, it's rolls the initiative
0: order of, yeah that's and D effectively yeah
1: yeah it's here you go yeah order. i was for, fucking called it intelligence order
0: yeah. which also <laughs> brings it also brings a whole new level of uh gameplay into it as well yeah, like because you've
2: got stuff like oh i know this person's going next so if i take him out or disable him somehow well, then he, he misses. misses his turn for for whatever reason and then i get mm. another shot to try and deal with more stuff
0: exactly so like it you if you plan it out like fairly well and you know fucking our jesus is on your side uh, the enemy may not even get a single shot hmm. if you plan it correctly.
1: I managed to win an entire encounter just with um, Zephyr, who is the punch character. I don't know. It's like if you remember the the paladins from uh, or the Templar. Templars. From X-Com she, she works
2: very similar to the Templars from XCOM.
1: Yeah, yeah. So It was about seven enemies against her. Arin Jesus blessed me this day not a single one landed a hit for like five or six turns and she just punched them all into oblivion.
0: I see. I haven't gotten that far yet. I got the snake lady. Talk. Talk. Talk's yeah. amazing. So the snake lady and the medic chick, the one that you really Vi- start Viperin off with. Vipro Terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, no talk. I'm talking, uh, Oh, fucking! She's a really sarcastic one. Talk if that is makes... the viper. No, I'm not talking about. they not talking about viper. I'm talking Life about. Line. I. She's terminal. one of the first starting characters you get. You start
2: with. Uh, you start. Godmother with the terminal. terminal. Um. Does she have cher- the drone? Uh, Cherub like and the- Verge. Uh, verge is the, the psychic, and Cherub is the shield operative.
1: If she, does she have the gremlin drone? Is that is that the one you're talking about? Yeah,
0: terminal. Terminal's terminal is the one I'm talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: I had like a fair amount of like great encounter or not uh, encounters um, engagement between terminal and talk. Like yeah, especially some, when um
2: everyone's got mm-hmm. great interactions between each other.
0: Like yeah. why not I just start pissing myself laughing? Is when uh I got talk to. Because terminal got hit pretty fucking hard, so I needed to get terminal out there, but it wasn't a turn yet. So I used Torx, uh, like grab to get terminal out. And when you do that, <laughs> terminal's just, just like, "Whee!" <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm just sitting there laughing my ass off about it. It's like it's just so stupid. Yeah, it's just there's enough character there that these people like that you can sort of get along with as you're playing with them. Yeah, and, and that's that's,
2: that's what i was saying. That is the advantage of yes, you lose customization, but I like all these interactions between characters, and they are chatting up and interacting in missions. Like everyone that Viper that talk does a tongue grab on has voice lines for it. You know, if i my, my favourite one, one of two. Talk's
1: voice line voice lines is when she goes to grab someone and she's like, Fucking you better have taken a shower before this. <laughs>
0: It was like, um, I do like talks engagement with uh, whisper? the guy who's at head base. Yeah, Whisper. <laughs> yeah.
2: How do you put in so much stupid optimism into terrible situations? Oh, well, I'm Canadian. Canadian, Canadian. Oh, the maple-flavored ones. Did you just say flavored? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like that. It's like, oh, someone, I think Terminal cracked a joke and a guy is like, kill me now <laughs> and talks is like you all heard it you all heard <laughs> it i'll do it i'll do it because there's like a budding conflict between the two but it's not i wouldn't say it's like Serious. hostile i wouldn't say it's hostile um like a budding personality thing but like talks is like man i hate you but in the yeah. kind of way it's like yeah you exist and it's fine but man you suck <laughs> that kind of way i just i just, just laugh like i've only played like an hour of it and i already like just from the initial set of characters that I, i've gotten like I'm just having a great time with them like and just enjoying my time with these characters yeah and even the characters a lot of them it is it's still XCOM, but it's it's much uh,
2: it's quite silly it's quite kind of
0: campy it's, there's and a it's yeah great. there's a lot of <laughs> It's a lot of campiness around the corner, like around the edges of this game, but at the same time, it's still like the same XCOM, like aesthetically and essentially in a gameplay element as well. They've just changed the way you engage fights rather than changing how the gameplay works. Like the core gameplay of XCOM is there, it's just changing how you engage in that core gameplay which is like, all right, so you have to get you know, your cover system, your hit percentage, um, obviously, like, destroying areas. I Like, all the XCOM, great XCOM stuff there. And you have, like, these characters, which are likable characters, which, like, I can't see anyone who plays XCOM going, nah, fuck these characters, or honestly going, man, I hate these characters, unless they find, like, one they don't like, which is fine. But overall, like, they're really... Like strong characters, and but that is like also the uh, negative aspect of it. It's like if you really like XCOM for your customization, and for the how can I say it's a how hey, you can change a lot of stuff around the games, like and not especially of like creativity my, and creativity. versatility. Yeah, the creativity, versatility, the creativity. If you're into that, then this is not going to be for you. But yeah. at the same time, the game is dirt cheap. Like for the moment
1: it's dirt cheap and that could easily change because it is on sale
0: yeah so basically they released it
1: on sale for half price price.
2: so we picked it up for 15 bucks australian which is fucking nothing honestly
0: yeah it is it is like yeah it's incredibly cheap um i'm guessing it would be back to its regular price now which is F
1: 30 offer ends on the 2nd of may
0: oh wow so yeah still got some time to pick it up yeah you still have half price and honestly and for a game to come out with a half price sale like jesus yeah it's i mean
2: obviously it's partially just um a tech demo for xcom 3
0: yeah like yeah i cannot see them not using what they're doing with this game in a new xcom because as as um with would you say the first xcom is a reboot or a sequel
2: uh, the first XCOM is a re uh, is a reboot of um,
1: XCOM Enemy
2: of Enemy U- Unknown. Enemy uh, Unknown. Yeah. Sorry, UFO Defense. Ah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's called UFO Defense, but it's also called XCOM in some places. It's, it's it's weird. It's, it's but full. It's full time.
2: <clears throat> is XCOM UFO Defense?
0: Uh, no, I think it is actually. I can because I actually have it in my. Yeah.
1: Isn't it XCOM Enemy Unknown? Or is no, that Enemy the, Unknown the is shooter? the it's the remake.
0: Remake. Yeah. Um, where is it it is called where's it gone it should be in my let's go ufo yeah okay it's called xcom ufo defense yeah that was the first one xcom UFO that was defense. remade
2: into enemy unknown
0: yeah and they remade that into enemy unknown Uh, so it's a remake so they they kept the original core system of the turn based the percentage shit with the original XCOM and then just added all these nice quality of life stuff and new gameplay elements and then XCOM 2 did the same thing changed it up a bit and especially with uh War of the Chosen even changed that up again like another step on top of the step they just did within the same game. And now I feel like they're going to incorporate this system in some way shape or form like i highly doubt they will just copy this system directly because uh i yeah i said like the being able to select whatever character you want um i think is almost essential when it yeah, comes to i can XCOM. i
2: can guarantee that xcom 3 is not going to have um characters like that they're they're going to keep the um making your own squads though that said i would not surprise me if xcom 3 runs with the same turn-based system
0: yeah but i i doubt they would lock a turn-based system into character specific stuff i feel like um so the one, the one thing that I would say that if they're going to use this turn-based system, they're going to make it be, a, they're going to make you be able to put whatever character you want into that particular turn per se. So, like, obviously, it's like, all right, let's say, let's just say they have a speed stat, which, which uh, justifies where they sit in this turn thing. So, higher speeds will obviously go first before others, and then lower speeds will go last. Uh, I got the feeling you'll get random characters with speed, stat, speed stats in which you can either equip into like a class or certain classes will have higher speeds in general. So they'll give you like a blank slate character with a certain speed stat. So it's like, all right, this character has high speed. What do you want this character to be? Do you want that character to be a sniper? Do you want that character to be a grenadier? Et cetera, et cetera well see i actually don't think
2: that they'll have a um speed stat if it if it runs similar to well no, this that's game. just
0: kind of what that's the kind of thing i'm sort of like to get my point across like i don't think it'll be sort of a speed stat but it's like it'll be something that justifies uh where this character will sit on the turn order like when you say, like, when you roll for initiative and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: but remember, like, for example, in this game, it's the order you breach the room in that determines your... um. Yeah, that's... Wait, like, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Your order on the turn list is the order you're in breaching. And I you can want... change... If you've got multiple entrances you're breaching from, you can change which entrance happens first. Like, you have full
0: control over the order of your people. Okay, because... Yeah, I did not pick that up at all. Like, I've only played, was it like an hour or so of it? But yeah, I did not pick that up at all. Yeah, f- oh fuck, thirty nine minutes. All right, <laughs> I played thirty nine minutes. But yeah, okay, that's pretty interesting. Then that, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, that would obviously be the determining factor. Then, <laughs> oh, that's pretty fun. Cool. Hmm. So, how far are you guys into it though? What, how do you have like an end game in sight or? Does I'm, it... Yeah, is I passed it, it about
2: two hours ago.
0: Oh, so you've beaten it. Yeah. It's a short game.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm a well, third of the I waiters. expected it to be a short game, and I'm happy with what the game is.
0: Well, as I said, like we paid like, you know... Fuck all. Yeah. Yeah. $15 and you dollars got, for 15 You've gotten 17 hours out of it. Yeah. Alex has nine hours out of it. I have 0.7 hours. <laughs>
1: Six of those Wait. hours, actually no, six. Three of those hours don't actually count for me because um the mm. game crashed and I lost my save. Ouch! So I had to start a new one. But I am back to so a third of the way. So I,
2: I have heard a few, a few reviews talking about crashes. I haven't heard of any lost um saves. Saves? Wait, you don't rotate I've your about, saves? I've heard no I didn't, I didn't save
1: the game up to that point, so I was just running off auto saves. So it was just, I was just running completely off autosaves. And I'm like, oh, I'll save the game and go to bed. So I'm just like, just after this one mission. And then as I load into the mission, it just crashes.
0: Fuck crashes and burns.
1: Yep. And I'm like, fuck it.
0: That's enough. Cause, cause yeah, like, well, that's why, I, that's why I rotate my saves. So like when I make a save, I have like save one, save two, save three. And I, I do that with almost every game i play as i will will rotate the saves around just in case like i especially do it in jrpgs because if i get myself into a fucking corner where it's like oh shit i've missed out something or i can't beat this boss because how fucking unlevel i am i will just revert back to a previous save and then work my way up from there and i had to do it the only time i've actually had to do that out of my entire like rpg history is in persona 3 so i've only had to use it once but i do it every time i play you know like a long or a a decision heavy game especially like final fantasy final fantasy 7 remake like i've been rotating those saves like mad to the point where they stopped giving me new saves i had to rewrite old ones (laughs) (laughs) but yeah fantastic all Um, right so what else you guys been up to um well I'm still
2: playing Dragon Ball Fighters mm-hmm. as per usual. Having fun with that. Um Monster Hunter World's had some new stuff on on that note though. I haven't been playing any Monster Hunter World. I and have. um good for you.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, and um what else? What else, what else? Oh yeah, I just started playing Hollow Knight recently. That's a lot of fun. I am about ten hours into it. So I can't really how, say much wh- else how, other than it's a lot of fun.
0: How? What would you say? I'm trying to word this because currently, right now, we're playing through Ori in the Blind Forest. How similar would you say Ori in the Blind Forest? And Hollow Knight are in terms of structure.
2: Um, Hollow Knight seems more enemy focused. That's yeah, what that's I'd say true. That. Hollow Knight's more enemy focused, or is more puzzle focused?
0: Yeah, I'll play that because yeah, like I, it's been a while but, since I played yeah. Hollow Knight, but they're both the same but- style of game they're obviously yeah they're both same style of the game but they both have massive connected overworlds with um hollow knight doesn't have as much puzzles but the puzzles are obviously still there with turns of like navigating it's yeah. it's a metro metrovania through and through yeah oh, just whether saying in, just saying that term metrovania reminds me of a whether in orion the blind forest
2: honest like like you've seen now that we've got the dash even the enemies are puzzle pieces
0: yeah. And so you your enemies become uh, not only a puzzle piece, but you can also use enemies to traverse the world, which is something I haven't seen done before. You know when you just grab the enemy, like you grab the enemy's yeah. attack to then move yourself around, or you can just grab the enemy to move yourself around? Yeah, being that, uh, able to basically parry attacks with the dash and... Bounce off
2: them, and then like we saw in um, the area we're up to the wind area, the puzzling mm. is literally bouncing off enemies to get to where you need to go. Yeah, to move around, which is fucking sick.
0: All uh, right, so that's your week.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Re Hollow Knight, Dragon Ball, a little bit of Monster
0: Hunter. Uh, Alex what else have you been doing other than chimera squad and monster hunter
1: uh baby's first monster hunter actually oh dauntless yes yes. Right. yeah so uh my girl uh, with uh, the lockdown going on right now my girlfriend is absolutely fucking bored out of her mind and because she has a nintendo switch and dauntless allows crossplay, i said why don't you just um download dauntless on your switch and i'll get it on my pc and we'll play together <laughs> so that's mm. pretty much what we've been doing like I we've always said that Dauntless was baby's first monster hunter because You've it's so you always said I've always said a lot of people have always said Dauntless is baby's first monster hunter because it is so ridiculously simple and easy and that's because it is like I tried to get my girlfriend into monster hunter before did not work she did not have any idea what was going on didn't understand jack shit about it, it, it all, all she had like a pretty bad time
2: and that's just because it's, it is a relatively complex game, honestly, yeah. with a relatively high learning curve, which translates to playing Monster Hunter before you learn how the weapons work kind of sucks.
1: Yeah. So I went and I put her in Dauntless and same approaches with Monster Hunter. I didn't tell her anything. I just let her go off and do her own thing. And she's beaten the shit out of these beasties. Fucking no problem. Hmm. And the only thing that really cemented in my mind is wow this really is just fucking the most casual version of monster hunter that can possibly exist
2: and not that that's a bad thing like you just pointed out it's actually quite a good thing in some situations
1: yeah because if you're looking to get into monster hunter but you're a little unsure of you know the obviously very steep difficulty curve and a lot of other stuff and you don't have anyone who's really just you know monster hunter mad give dauntless a try first because monster hunter is just fucking adult dauntless
2: but the other point around that is that monster hunter honestly it's a bigger time sink and not in it's not a bigger time sink in the way that you know it's easier to spend a lot of time in it but it's more it requires more of your time it honestly just does with all of the farming and shit going on that you have to do
1: yeah what what are we at like i'm at 670 hours on pc uh monster hunter world there and fucking i am still nowhere near mastery of the game mainly because they keep on bringing out new monsters and new challenges and stuff that you gotta you gotta sort of learn and the game's like they keep on adding more stuff for you to keep learning but even with then like they only have like what 14 weapons yeah and i'd say we're we're both
2: really comfortable with two or three and then we've got another two or three each that we can still use it well yeah but that's kind of the point we've both got over like 700 hours in the game and Mm -hmm. we're competent in half the weapons i mean sure if we if we focus more on learning all the weapons then we probably could have in this time yeah but we're more but just there is a, a lot point. of weapon there is a lot of weapons in that game though. yeah
1: there's 14 but like well, we're the more just drawing a point keeps, that the yeah. um like if the you, complexity if gotta, and yeah. time
2: sink is yeah. there not only on that but also like i said earlier the farming aspect yeah, yeah. It, it
1: can take a while it, it definitely will take a while especially when you're like you've got monsters that was i think was like uh raging braccadeos at the moment like the most efficient way for you to farm materials in Monster Hunter is to find a monster you want and follow it around until you get investigations for it, which offer you bonus rewards. Investigations are like randomly generated hunts that come with bonus rewards. Hmm. So that, that's how you usually farm monster parts. And except for Raging um because it's, it has like a really specific quest line and it does like a really specific scripted thing I don't actually think you can find investigations for the Raging Bracadeos Because I have been trying for the past two weeks and nothing yeah, it's, has it's, come up.
2: It's more it's just, it's a specific optional quest that you do. and that's, yeah. And your option is that's your
1: option. Yeah. Your option is you do the special assignment or you do the optional quest. Both of them are exactly the same. That's it. And then there's also the fucking Super Saiyan Punch Monkey. Which is the Furious uh, Rajang. And yeah, that's exactly what I said it was. It's a Super Saiyan Punch Monkey. You will die. A lot. It what is was the fun. name of the Punch Monkey again?
2: The Furious uh, Rajang. Furious Rajang. Yeah, that's I R-A- hate you guys J- talk about J- that a J- lot J- in J- chat. I mean, the the Rajang in and of itself was straight out of Dragon Ball re- reference. Yeah. and it was intentionally designed as a Dragon Ball reference
0: <laughs> yeah I can see that because yeah it is like a Super Saiyan monkey
1: yeah it, it goes Super Saiyan when it's enraged except for the furious Rajan which starts off Super Saiyan but mm.
2: even even that like the way it's first spikes up was designed to um, have a similar silhouette to Super Saiyan 2 from the shows um, yeah and going even further, its weak point is its tail, and it shoots golden beams. All
1: right. Yeah. Just, just through and through. It's uh, it's a Dragon Ball reference. The monkeys. A <laughs> I can Dragon understand Ball
0: that. <laughs> I can understand that. But I than Monster Hunter and uh, Baby's First Monster Hunter Dauntless. Mm. And, and Chimera Ky- Squad. And Chimera Squad. But
1: that was addressed. Uh it's fucking what else we completed our Valkyria Chronicles 4 playthrough this week
2: we did yeah we did
1: we did we what did. three yeah, recording
2: sessions no there was only two because one of them two. was five
1: hours yeah
2: and we started four. at like 10pm it was four yeah. and a half was it our recording yeah four yeah. and a half
1: uh, we're pushing five yeah so i just fucking click over to recent games played just Valkyria Chronicles 4 don't need to talk about those Doom Eternal I've started my uh, 100% Doom Eternal run so I'm just mm-hmm. going back through every single mission in Doom Eternal, and I am 100 percenting it all.
0: Now so. the most, the most saddest thing about Doom Eternal for me is that I got my key from like I bought my key, and it turned out to be for the Bethesda Launcher. And Oof. since it's not on my Steam, I completely forget I have that game. <laughs> oh, like just add it
1: to your Steam. Add, add an on Steam. I did, it Steam. and it
0: kept crashing. Like oh. Bethesda, Bethesda, did fucking something because if you boot it up through Steam, the game will shit the bed and then just crash.
1: Jeez, all right, that's not supposed to happen. Because yeah, not I, supposed
0: to happen. I bought my key online and um, yeah, bought it through. Is there any deal? And yeah, I, I, it's obviously my fault because I didn't see. It's like, oh, it's not a Steam key. They, it, it didn't fucking. You know bright you flashing lights or it well, didn't steam bright key. flashing lights say like no not steam key it was just like in the like in italics just underneath the picture uh for professor launcher that's completely past that mm. but yeah i keep forgetting i have doom eternal even though it's a great game i do enjoy it It's certainly like a lot of fun it's very difficult and i want to do a nightmare run but i just keep forgetting i have it yeah, because I look at my Steam, I'm like, oh, what game do I want to play? And it's like right now, like I don't know. This year has been like really good for video games so far. Yeah, like it's, really it's been good for so playing
1: video games as well. Hmm,
0: it's like there's it, 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 a lot of good stuff that's just come out. Like you know, we had the Resident Evil Three remake. We've got uh, Doom Eternal. We had Final Fantasy. Uh, for me, like carrying into la- like late last year, we had like Death Stranding. Um, there's not really much other big games that have caught my attention that have come out yet, uh, or have come out recently. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's really good for games. But unfortunately for me, since Doom, I had to take Doom Eternal out of my uh, added Steam games through the the non-Steam library shit. i just keep forgetting about it, unfortunately. <laughs> and it, it is also kind of topical at the same time because uh mick gordon says the fucking guy behind Doom eternal's music has come out and said yeah might not be on the next doom project because uh the way they like i make the music they handled the mixing and mastering and all that sort of stuff and they just fucking botched all of it <laughs> like <laughs> oh, looking yes, at looking at like the audiograph in which like you get to see the uh, spikes and audio all the basically a visual graph of the audio that you're seeing um everything is almost like a solid bar like a, so, so like when we look at uh, audacity recordings as it's recording like you can see uh the wavelengths or the wave the peaks and that sort of shit in audacity um now just imagine if that Wasn't like sharp peaks and was just close to a solid bar. So everything sounds mushed together and just sort of like it's badly compressed. So when we have a when we compress music or we use compressors in music, it's to make sure it's to help uh, with peaking audio, which doesn't do which stops any distortion and clipping. And whoever did the mixing for the ost just fucking compress it the shit and it just kind of sounds muddy so the only decent audio to get for doom eternal is from the game itself if you can rip the audio from the game do it because at least that mixing was done a lot better because it was done by people who were working on the game to implement it into the thing whatever company handled the ost just fucked it up to the point where mick gordon's just like yeah not having it not happy just i don't i don't even know if i want to do this again i just not all
2: i all i know is i heard about the hey um you done fucked it up yeah but that's it i've heard nothing else hmm so yeah,
0: you're doing your 100% run on do eternal?
1: Yep. Uh, just How's that going? Doubling. Uh, it's it's going pretty well. Like, it's, it's a bit of a slog when, like, missions that would take you, like, 10 to 15 minutes to do now take fucking half an hour because you're peeling apart the environment. Like, is this a wall? How do I get over here? I'm constantly checking my map before I jump down a hole to make sure that I'm fucking... I'm not leaving anything behind. Shit like that. See, speaking of, like... Doom Eternal.
0: So this even happened with Doom Twenty Sixteen. I now realise why there is only three slaves save spots. You have one for the hundred percent run. You have your second for the nightmare run, and then your third for the your,
2: ultra nightmare run.
0: And then and then you have your third for the ultra nightmare run that's
1: yeah. why uh, uh, that's why there's free slaves I keep saying slave spots that's not <laughs> how mm. well I mean technically you, you're the one slaving away to get it done
0: yes but are you really a slave if you're enjoying it
1: that is a whole nother can of worms <laughs> <laughs> no they're enjoying it they're enjoying
0: slaving away at doom Quote unquote.
1: Dang, yeah. I gave them a safe word until they say it, we're going to keep going.
0: Oh, uh, we were thinking two very different things. <laughs> I was thinking of African American history. You were thinking of sex. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was not being racist, just perverted. I'm not being racist. I'm just
0: saying. Like,
1: You're being
2: historically
0: accurate. I'm being historically accurate. Like, then planta- plantation owners be like, no, nah, these these guys enjoy picking cotton against their will. They enjoy it, <laughs> and they're like, "Yes, master, yes, <laughs> never better, <laughs> never better." <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. All right, so, so is that Kenny's? <laughs> Kenny's sitting here going, "I love digging holes
1: for myself." Yeah,
0: I got I got to have somewhere to sleep. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh doubling back though. How did you guys enjoy Valkyria Chronicles? Because you started talking about that, and then I interrupted you to show you Riley's tits.
0: Right? Riley's tits. Oh, that's right. Right, Riley's yeah. tits. No, it was censored.
1: <laughs> Min- Minerva censored it.
0: Oh yeah. The. <laughs> Do you think fucking jap like jap porn? Would change forever if instead of just having like pixelated shit, they just had hands <laughs> blocking the view. <laughs> just hand people like people like sitting out, like just outside the bed, just using their hands to cover the genitals from the camera. Do you think that would just either make or break Japanese porn industry? I d- <laughs> i don't know because it's essentially the same thing it's essentially the same thing i rather i rather see someone actively be there to defend defend the innocence rather than seeing what could only be mutilated genitals (laughs) (laughs) these pixels are so big that i don't know if she's got a dick or not i mean i clicked on the dick part but i don't i can't tell at this fucking angle but yes, so uh, Yeah. How Valkyrie, did you guys I, enjoy Valk? I, So I enjoyed Valk 4 a lot. Um I've beaten the first Valkyrie Chronicles, so like there's a lot of things I can contextualize that I see. Jaden hasn't beaten the first Valk Chronicles. So when we talk about uh the stuff that happens in Valk4 If I was to reference anything, we sort of like dance around the situation because they are some parts are actually like decent spoilers for Valk 4, which I didn't want Jaden to hear with his virgin ears. Mm. Um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I feel like, how do I put it? There's a scene in Valk 1 where a particular character dies that uh, I feel is a lot more impactful than uh, the character that dies in Valk 4. Mm. But the the reason why I say... Well, it, it, it's definitely down to a personal thing, but the reason why I say that the Valk 1 dev scene has more impact is because... In Valk 1, that shit wasn't coming. Like, there wasn't a lead-up to what happened. It just happens. Yeah. And everyone just has to deal with it as it happens. And, like, you see, like, them having to process this and having to deal with, like, the shock of what just happened. Whereas in Valk 4, um, when that character There was a setup and you knew what was well, it's not happen. just to setup Come on, that but man the waving a death
1: flag that's the yeah, no, but, game
0: yeah no but like the character um everyone's just like no don't and then when it happens they're like oh no and then the emotions run and that's it like like they only just sort of reference him or reference that character in sort of like we have to do it for him every now and then and it's like okay whereas in Valk 1 it's just like they have to it feels like they carry the death a lot further and a lot more uh with a lot they, more impact in 1, then, they
1: give you an entire mission to like to make up for the death
2: well I character. can't speak for that part because yeah
1: yeah because
0: you'll have to we, you'll have to let us know yeah. when you get
2: to it <laughs> yeah. I'm comparing against a null zone so it's not really fair Mm. Yeah. But I no, was like what, saying what like, when you get up after
1: it. after the death happens they go like oh we're going to give your squad a special mission to try like lift your spirits. That what that's why you go back to your hometown to to liberate that. It's like your hometown has absolutely no fucking yeah. tactical advantage whatsoever. Something
0: but, something um,
1: which in vout four they do
0: not fucking do regardless of how on fire it is. <laughs> <laughs> that town's on fire. What town? Good uh, question. Hometown. All right, cool. Bye. No, that it's wasn't
2: a hometown. That was just a random town. They walked past went, well, that, town, that shit's on past. fire.
1: I Bye. thought their hometown got fucked up as well. No, this, they're, not, they're nowhere near their hometown. Like, they were deep in Empire territory by that point. Yeah, but, like, didn't their hometown get, like, super fucked up? No, from Hafen. That's all the way back in Galia. Yeah. Didn't that get fucked up? yeah Yeah, Hafen got fucked up, but the, you don't... Hafen got fucked up, but you're more likely to come across Hafen in Valk 1 than you are Valk 4.
0: Yeah, but we don't care in Valk 1.
1: Yeah, in Valk 1 you have no idea, but... Well, it's not Valk so much we have Valk no 4. idea,
0: we just got like, oh, this is another town in our place, okay, cool, bye. Yeah. Whereas in Valk 4, the people from Hafen are actually fucking, you know, there.
1: Yeah, they're there, they're fighting. But yeah, no, you don't go to Galia in Valk, uh, in Valk 1. <laughs> you are you are well away from galia
0: it's crazy but yeah so like and it kind of feels weird because i feel like they don't set on a main antagonist for a large portion of the game of valk 4 Mm. whereas they spend them like they spend i'd say like two thirds of valk 4 being the main antagonist is the imperials yeah like the imperials as a whole are the main antagonists, and yes they are the antagonist but as in a uh, valk one the main antagonist is maximilius yeah like he's the guy from the start. he's actively yeah.
1: there he is
0: like and it's it feels like even though you're not fighting maximilius directly he is behind every decision that directly affects your group in all of Val so it's like Mm. oh we need to do this and Maximilius is like all right do this in retaliation and then so on and so forth and then like all right we're gonna do this and then you know you do in retaliation so it feels like well it's not feels like but Maximilius is the main antagonist whereas I for me I didn't think there was going to be a main like I it just felt like we need to do this from the Imperials and then we had like um Chimeria i think the name's chimeria chimeria yeah chimeria um waltz even though like i knew he wasn't going to be like a super antagonist because of you know what they did in valk with the exact same thing um and then you had uh the psychotic fucking scientist guy but i don't think the psychotic scientist guy had a big hand in it like he was um, not until the
1: midway point
0: yeah it got to a midway point where it's just like, all right, like I'm, I'm, I've run this experiment with these two girls. They look like girls, but they're actual twenty, so it's fine. Mm. Uh, we we go over this in our playthrough, and it's like I thought that was sort of his his claim to fame it was like, okay, I've been experimenting with these girls, and you know, I done some experiments with uh, the Valkyria. And that's what I thought it is. He didn't feel like he had much say in what happened other than I've made these weapons, go do weapon things. And then he becomes the big baddie, which is like, okay, cool. But when he does, he's actually like a, a, a reckonable, reckonable force. Like he's actually an issue. So it's like, okay, it makes sense that he's a bad guy, like the main antagonist. But until, as I said, like two thirds through the game, it felt like there wasn't they never settled on a motivator against us it's more of like hey we're doing this because you know obviously we're in war and everything just sort of felt like everything he did did not have impact until you know a good chunk of way of the game yeah i is like oh. i don't know how to put it but it just
2: i don't have a way i'd say how i'd do it but i it, definitely do it differently the story structure or pacing felt a little weird and i i can't really describe what i think about it so i'm not going to pretend i'm some knowledgeable person but it just i don't know
0: it felt weird to me you trying to front <laughs> trying to front yeah okay sure okay okay just wanted to know but yes mm. but yeah like i said i enjoyed definitely enjoyed it but at the same time i felt one did some story stuff better yeah
1: one had but, a lot more of but, a uh, concise story
0: so the, the way that i'll put it is one had a better story four has much better gameplay oh so much better gameplay like so many quality of life improvements like i still can't get over the fucking otherwise I- have taking two command points to move and is a game over objective
1: it's that, a, it's a it's a walking lose condition and it's like
0: you need to use the otherwise the otherwise you need to Eidelweiss. use the Eidelweiss. you need to because if you don't you you fucking it's like free money it's and like yeah, it's if you don't things, it's, use it it's
2: so it's powerful enough that you kind of you're severely handicapping yourself if you're not but on the flip side it costing two command points and just you lose the mission if it dies makes it uh, really risky
0: it's it's yeah. it's risky but it doesn't even like it doesn't even feel like a risk reward system it feels like if you're not using it you're going to lose out if you do use it then you're going to lose the Be mission it, you're going to lose the mission it's like there's like you say that's risk reward. war you do it without it. it's like well no you have to use the tank like, like the not tank using automatically the ta- deploys every single mission yeah it's not just that but like not using the tank only makes the game like irritably unfun
1: yeah let's also not forget the final mission in valk 4 that if we were playing by valk 1's rules would be literally unplayable
0: yeah, well that's why I like the final mission of Valk one because they just fucking give up the tank. It's like don't have to use the tank. I'm like, fuck yes. But then like, even then, the mission leading up to the final mission of Valk one is like, hey, you still have to use the tank in the most inconvenient unfucking professional and stupid manner where it's like all right you need to angle the tank up on this hill so it kind of shoots upwards but that's in the middle of enemy territory so you have to shoot and then move but you can't move it more than a couple times because that's half your command points gone but then you kind of have to move it back again for the next it's fucking like maximum
1: annoyance levels yeah, you move your tank three times and you can maybe move one scout and that's your turn gone
0: yeah And I said with two command points and the fact that it doesn't fucking move far uh, it's yeah.
1: it has about the same movement range as a shock trooper
0: yeah which is, which is not crazy. the best it's not great yeah. but yeah but I, you, I, did, have, I did certainly uh, yeah. enjoy Valk War and, yes. I, and, I'm def- and I'm still going to be playing for it myself as well oh yeah because there's a lot of things I could have done better.
1: Because there was a lot of, because um, I was watching the interview they had with Valk Four. There's like, oh, we have we've changed up the missions. Because a lot of the big complaints people had with Valk One uh, was that they could one turn every single fucking mission by just defense boosting a scout and running them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> run <them laughs> running ejected. down mid. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what they did. Was like they would defense boost Alicia because Alicia had a um, a fucking uh, what's it called a potential. Where whenever she her movement points hit zero, there is a very big chance she'll just recover everything immediately. Yeah, yeah and just I remember that keep one. Keep going again, and Minerva has the exact same fucking potential. <laughs> but we uh. we saw it like once with Minerva, like yeah. once, like because we were we were rarely running out of movement points because we were actually I was actually going through and fighting things properly. I wasn't just running it down mid. But, but, but if I just run, run, it, run down it down mid. mid mid is fed you gotta run it down mid (laughs) (laughs) but if i did run it down mid uh we probably wouldn't have uh no we still would have had those long ass recording sessions because they did change Mm. up a lot of the missions
0: yeah especially the final mission (laughs) it was like because there's definitely one mission where it's like all right here's this fucking mission objective it's like all right you need to defeat the tank commander And that's the mission objective. Cool.
2: And we're like, oh, there's no way this is the end of the mission. There'll be a second objective after it. But just to find out, let's just throw an engineer and eight more to Oh, and it's dead. And and we won. An
0: engineer, uh, a fucking... Engineer, Riley, and... uh, a half Attack boost as well. Or anti... anti, uh, anti Anti-armor boost. Anti-armor boost. And
2: mission done. Yeah, basically just throw a shit ton of shells at it until it dies. And then all of the troops surrounding you just let you go you won the mission
1: yeah
0: so yeah definitely enjoyed it but i'm certainly gonna be playing it all myself so is that your week done
1: uh a little bit i have one more game that i want to talk about Mm -hmm. uh it's a game called Terra tech oh yeah that game
0: that sort of building game you're playing
1: yep it was free for a while uh the free thing has ended so steve now wants me to purchase it i've put 27 hours into it Mm
0: -hmm. i was
1: having a lot of fun Uh, playing co-op with um two of the other idiots you've seen them on the on the channel fucking (laughs) josh and briar Mm. having a lot a lot of fun playing through that Uh, unfortunately briar's never on and josh is a little bitch so i played about a good total of maybe two hours co-op and the other 25 were fucking by myself but it's actually really fun it's like the game has so much creativity in it like ridiculous amounts of fucking creativity I was like, I've got a fucking. If I can actually load up this screenshot, I'll show you guys exactly what I uh, what I'm talking about. I'll put it in our uh, in our special chat. But yeah, I made the I made this fucking monstrosity here, and all it is is it's a flatbed with two batteries and a magnet on the back.
2: Hmm. So you're just so driving, driving past and stealing people's shit with a magnet?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I just I I've, I've got all guns on the front so i just run past and do drive-bys <laughs> that and then, drive-by fuggery. Uh, yeah. yeah so, so, so
2: you you run up drive drive by them blow bits off drive past and the magnets just steal all the bits you shot off them and then you fuck off with your new bits pretty much yeah oh. perfect
0: i right i'm gonna quickly interrupt with a psa if you like jojo jojo bizarre venture eyes of heaven is uh on sale for 9 dollars on PS4 right now, down from 60. Ooh. I've got the game so, you know, yeah. that's that, but yeah, fucking get that. But yeah, uh so what is the main point of this game?
1: Um, of have te- I have absolutely no fucking idea because there's no there's no campaign, there's no main story. It sort of just drops you into the middle of a forest. not in the middle of a forest, but like in the middle of literally nowhere with a bunch of blocks and says like uh, this this is your basic block this is your melee block this is your gun block this is a Mm -hmm. radar this is a battery and this is a heal thing now go wreck other people's shit okay yeah so it points you at like trading posts and you go take quests from trading posts like the whole the core gameplay loop is just find someone kick their shit in steal their shit and become bigger so you can find bigger people to kick their shit in steal their shit and become even bigger until you're the biggest hulking menace on the fucking planet
0: also another small psa plug valk 4 is on ps4 for 12 dollars
1: that's actually they've
0: got they've got a massive sale going right now Mm. but yes so it's basically like i know it deals with block stuff at the same time it's a lot more interesting than i think minecraft is in terms yeah. of like combat style well I I would that's, definitely
1: that's what it seems like uh, uh, almost that a direct combat- competitor, competitor. Mm. yeah it's it's like demolition derby minecraft that's <sighs> that's how i would describe it so if you like derby. if you like building big cars if you like smashing the shit out of cars if you like putting rotating like diamond tip drills on the front of your car and ramming fucking smaller cars as you sort of mulch them into nothing
0: that sounds like my thing
1: then this is definitely a game for you would would recommend playing it 10 out of 10 i'm not actually going to give the game a 10 out of 10 no after 27 hours um it is a fairly interesting game i tried to try i tried to get to the edge of the map but all i ended up was with like 10,000 meters in one direction and i still had like ages to keep going but there are multiple. Uh, one of the cool other f- cool features of the game is there are multiple factions.
3: Mm-hmm. So, okay.
1: Yeah. So in that picture there, you see I've got three of the five factions unlocked. The first faction is your basic bitch faction, where that's they just offer you like grey building blocks. You can do pretty much anything with them. Uh, the next faction is like a is the yellow faction, which m- the, that's the majority of my vehicle. Is all their stuffs very large? It's very industrial oriented. So they've got diamond trip, diamond tipped drills. They've got uh, pickup, uh, like fucking scoop. What are they called again? Scoop. I
0: don't
1: like you know, the, Hose? The, 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 like the scoop trowels in the front of Bobcats.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we well, know. No, no, yeah, know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they've got them. They've got that big ass magnet. They've got batteries. Like all of they're just massive, like massive, massive fucking things. yeah like construction and mining equipment stuff the next one is the venture one and they're all like really small really fast so you can just like fucking whiz bang over somewhere super super quick like they've got like a lot of air a lot of uh flying machines hovercraft air vehicles the next one is like a a military-based faction so they're like they've got like a lot of ship cannons cruise missiles uh tank guns the -the over-the-top weaponry the -the overtop weaponry and the last one is like a sort of super futuristic thing and they specialize in a lot of hovercrafts and laser beams and shit like that yeah okay there's also like an entire crafting system uh there's like manufacturing things you can build a base so it's not just you carry everything on your back you just you can build a base there's a lot of there's like ai modules as well so you can construct ai controlled robots to like guard your base, you can even put an AI-controlled module on a car, and you can have the car follow you around, and you can just deck that out with guns, and it'll actually go and fight people in your place. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's like a lot of shit you can do under, Yeah, there's a lot of shit you can do. It's it's very it's entirely customizable, and it's really really cool as well. That and the music's also pretty good. Everything everything sounds somehow modern and country at the same time what yeah i know country modern and country at uh, the same techno time techno country like, i they, love it they have t- yeah they have techno country they have like fucking dubstep country they somehow have like alien country like you know the so- you know the sound bite that plays whenever you whenever you hear like the term like fucking big off-road trucker the sound that plays in your head mm, yeah yeah everything sounds like that but so not just
0: trucking along
1: yeah just trucking along everything sounds like that but modern and each of the factions uh whenever you encounter sort of uh vehicles belonging to them they all have their own unique songs that'll play when you get into battle with them
2: oh that's nice okay, okay.
1: So you you know who you're up against. So yeah, that was uh, that was Text, and that's my week done.
0: Okay, fine. So I'm going to quickly. Alright, so I'm going to I'm going to try and skim through what I can personally. Um, games that I've been playing: three main games, mm-hmm. mainly. Wait, three. Yeah, it's a three main game, four main games actually. Uh, one which is pretty uh over and done with um playing yugioh uh legacy of the duelist um on the switch that game is bringing out a level of anger in me that i didn't think i could get at a kid's thing <laughs> <laughs> a children's card game a children's card game um legacy which the is coolest. Uh that's not yeah, one. It's like Legacy or the Duelist or Duel Links or something like that. No, it's basically I, I, there you was go an
2: through old Yu-Gi-Oh game I used to have on a like a
0: CD ROM. I think. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is fairly old. Like I did, I did honestly. Did, I thought Yu-Gi-Oh was like a a card game based off an alpha children's cartoon. No, nah, it's a children's cartoon based off a card game. No, no. Yu-Gi-Oh came out. No, Yu-Gi-Oh came out before the anime came out after the card game.
1: Yeah. The anime is based on the card game and yeah. the anime does jack shit for teaching you how the fucking card game no, plays. No, I
2: believe it's the other way around. And the reason for that was season one of the... Or they came at around the same time. Zero, season yeah. one of the anime came out before there was really any draw to the card game, right? So the anime went along and basically just did its thing. And then season two or so... I don't remember if it's the start of Season 2 or Season 3. They're like, holy shit, the card games actually got really big. So they addressed it in the universe as a change to the rules of the game to make the game rules match the card game rules because they don't in Episodes
0: 1 and 2. All right, so Jane's actually right here. It's referred to as Season 0. The uh, Season 0 came out in 1998 by Toei Animations otawa animations um and Adam on tv asks, and so it did pref- not the card April game 4. did not appear until later episodes in season zero yeah where it was called magic and wizards and then the so game
2: yeah. got really and then the card game got big so like i said they addressed it in universe and changed the Oh anime to use the Oh card game rules
1: yes but yeah that
0: that Thing following was based the on.
1: Theatrical release on the 6th of March 1999, which coincided with um, Konami's launch of the Yu Gi Oh card game, which also happened in uh, 1999 as well. It's not telling me the exact month, but in March 2002 is when Yu Gi Oh came to North America.
0: Yeah, so Yu um, Gi Oh was based off of a uh,
1: violent manga.
0: Um. Called Duel Monsters, which focused on puzzles, riddles, and games. One of the games being the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, deck card game, to which popularized the series, and then fucking just ran on its own. So yeah, fucking fun fact here. You learn something new every day with the with this crew. So yeah, I've been playing that. Um, uh I, I can barely remember stuff from the first season, but that's really the only season I paid attention to. And everything else just sort of went fucking out the door of that. There are some decks in that game which are the most fucking dumbest, like retarded, unfun shit there is. See, the game goes through every series of Yu-Gi-Oh! and the story arcs of those series and the first one obviously follows uh yugi and joey wheeler and pegasus and all that sort of shit and they get some characters from the anime and they like to take some liberties (laughs) on their decks ah i see so they they will have the that would have they'll have the basic theme of the deck still intact but uh in the tv show you only got to saw a handful of cards because that's the one they use, uh, which also shows that in the TV show is a hundred percent based on luck. Yeah. Whereas every card they needed to pull, they pulled exactly. Yeah. And
2: there is not there is not a card to spare. See, I Where remember in- there was an older Yu Gi Oh game that basically the deck didn't actually exist they so if you looked at their 40 card deck they didn't actually have a 40 card deck whenever they yeah. drew a card they drew a random card with a percentage value from whatever had been manually set for that character but it yeah it meant if they if you restarted the mission the cars they drew may they may draw cards that just didn't exist in their tech last round that's what happened which is also fun so fact, basically some dude got uh exodia eight
0: hours into a speed run of that game hmm. <laughs> but how the tv show system worked is that the decks were made like they don't make a deck and then work it into the anime they make the story of what needs to happen and then work that into a deck so it's like oh um this is how the bad guys card works so, Yu Gi Oh needs to pull a card or cards that completely counter these cards in their entirety. So, we have to make cards up for him to pull out to use. Mm-hmm. And then, once they've done that, they will then need to make future fights with, uh, say, Yugi and others. Have those cards once they've the made deck. enough cards, yeah, like once those cards have been pulled, you can't unpull them. They are now part of the deck but you can't keep constantly pulling new shit out. So the fight, the later fights in the series have to revolve around rather than creating a problem. And then Yugi pulling out a literal ass pull solution. uh, They need to build the fights around Yugi's deck and then go and and make make it seen. Whatever
2: fight they do, they know they've already built a counter into the, uh, into
0: Yugi's deck so how they how they did the anime series which i found interesting was like the enemy would have a gimmick and yugi would have to then pull cards that counter this gimmick and so on and so forth so obviously like was like oh and then we pulled out fucking karibo or whatever it is like that car was invented as a solution for a problem for a previous duel and so on and so forth but then when it got later into the series it stopped it stopped becoming the enemy's going to pull out a card to which then yugi we have to invent a card for yugi to pull out to counter it it's like all right here's yugi's deck we need to make the other person's deck counter yugi's deck but up to a certain point so then they started making cards for the other person instead of yugi but not make it foolproof yeah and that's what i found interesting it's like the decks weren't set in stone well they I mean, were straight just up the whole pulled.
2: theory of that is interesting like making a an anime based on a card game like that because exactly what you said and i'm sure there are other kinds of game uh, other kinds of shows like that that have similar issues it wouldn't surprise me if uh, what was the card fight vanguard did a similar thing Because you can't really... You can't know everything Mm. that's going to happen. Before it happens. So you kind of need to go, oh, well, we're thinking this will be the story. But if this is the story, he needs to be able to do this. And we don't have a card that does this. So
0: fuck it. There is now a card that does this. Yeah, exactly. But the smart thing about what they did is they had to future-proof a card. Like when they pull it up they can't just go in it instantly counters this and then that's done they have to make the card future-proofed with other cards because then we like it would be like we're fighters it's like all right we need a fighter to count this person now this person is being completely counted and then you know it counts all this other stuff we can't do anything against that well we have to we can't build anything against that because it does so much it's like all right we need to make this card but we need to limit it in such a way in which it can be beaten, just not by this guy, not by this fucker over here. Now he yeah. can't fucking beat it, but in the future, someone else could probably beat it. So that's that's the interesting part. It's like they had to, they had to think like so far ahead. They were playing Yu-Gi-Oh while we were playing checkers, because they had to think so far ahead with the cards that they pulled, even though the cards that they were pulling were literally just for the ep- like yeah. just for the current fight. So that's that's pretty interesting. But yeah, there's this one one fucking deck which just so the game takes some liberties. It fills in some blanks. And with this uh, I think his name's called Panic. So there's Panic and Bones. P A like P A N I K. I think his name, B O N Z. And then B O N Z, yeah. So Panic and Bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, panic has a capital p and k in his name to stand for pk aka player killer that's how fucking hardcore he is these guys have the worst fucking decks i've ever seen (laughs) like legit their decks have like one card which is like one monster card which is five star and then everything else is four one stars Nice. like when i because in the game so i was playing through uh y- yugi moto's i think his name is that. Is his yami yugi is yami yugi the egyptian god not egyptian is the egyptian yeah, yami. pharaoh yeah so yugi yami. moto is the kid yeah
1: yeah yugi yeah, moto is so- the kid yami is the name of the pharaoh
0: all right so you play as yami versing panic and then you play yami versing bones but you get to play as yami so you're fucking making swiss cheese out of these dumbasses because their decks are shit all right they're fucking god awful and i'm sitting there laughing like guys weren't even a challenge so once you play through the campaign to 100 that campaign you then need to do a reverse duel which means who you played as in this campaign you now have to play as the other person versus the person you play so it was yami versus panic so now i have to play panic and bones versus yami <laughs> good and luck with that literally their decks are so shit the only way the only way i was able to beat yami was i made him draw cards until his deck was done that's the only way i was able to beat him you had to draw because him out. i had to draw him out so like because all my monsters are like one to four, and with the like the literal one, like five star, like they're all fiend and zombie monsters. It's literally like you need to get these monsters as much as you can get, a, like a fuck ton of these monsters out in the field real quick because you don't have to sacrifice anything to summon them. uh if you don't, you're fucked. Or if they have a card in which has a higher defense or attack greater than two thousand or even 1800 you're fucked so yami lays down one monster in his first turn face down fucking think nothing on it i got this uh 1600 attack monster which is literally like the only highest attack monster in my hand put it out in attack mode go to attack his face down monster. monster fuck it's some stone golem with 2000 defense and you lost i literally cannot attack for the rest of the duel <laughs> Because unless he gets rid of that monster, there is nothing I can do. And then it's like there's cards like, oh, you know, you can use this card and uh, its defense gets higher. And like it, it get the defense gets higher depending on how much monsters you have on the thing. So he can't attack me either. Because my monsters have like stupid high defense because like I've got this one card out which like gets extra defense uh, determining how much like zombies are on the field and then I have like all these zombies on the field with like bonus defense but their attacks are shit so they both can't just attack sitting
2: him here going, we seem to be at a standstill exactly it's
0: like, it like he kept pulling out monsters and attacking my monsters but since all my monsters are like one four stars I just threw another one down until like he is literally like we had one card each in our in our decks left and since he he chose to go first he pulls out his card and does his turn and then i pull out my card and do my turn but since he's got no more cards to pull he loses yep and I'm like fuck yes cool and then i do fucking bones's <laughs> fucking deck and it's the exact same fucking thing it's the most brain dead stupid shit ever it's like oh does them do they have like a fucking high defense or high attack monster they do guess you're not attacking for the rest of the duel and like i think i think like they have like a few mirror force cards which means like if one of their monsters attack you any attack uh stance monster they have gets destroyed and it's just a few rinse repeats of that shit like oh my god i'm sitting here like I, I'm so fucking annoyed at this kids game right now. Like... Like, actively, like, slightly losing sleep. Because, like... Of a children's this,
1: card game. Of
0: this children's card game. I, I fuck, fucks... I should not play Yu-Gi-Oh! Before bed. Alright? That's the lesson I learned. You're just also... you just gonna get mad. Yeah. Also, another game not to play before bed because you have some weird fucking dreams. Uh a game that i'm replaying called deadly premonition this game is a bundle of fun i remember playing it a long time ago because i saw uh two best friends play did a lp of it and it was just so weird and retarded and so bad it's good that i i i had to play it i just had to and it's made by this guy called sweary who uh he's a bit of a wild card like, he's uh, one of those weird Asian developers like Suda51. But, yeah, Swery... Uh, basically, it is a Twin Peaks, which is an old, like, TV show about weird things in a uh, murder mystery uh, done by David Lynch. If anyone knows who David Lynch is, he makes some weird shit. I know of So, him. basically, Sweary's like, uh, I want to make a Twin Peaks game, but since Twin Peaks is owned by, like, some big license holder, I guess I'll just have to make the, the, like, the biggest not Twin Peaks game ever. And there was some weird, like, I remember showing a... So the game opens up with the main character, Francis York Morgan, on the phone. So he's driving in, like, bucketing rain. So he's driving through, like, absolute rainstorms while on his phone talking to someone like pinched between his shoulder and ear trying to light a cigarette while typing on a typewriter not typewriter, on a on a laptop in his car as he's driving and on the phone he's explaining how tom and jerry are in some fucking weird SM relationship <laughs> what <laughs> and he explains it to him he's just like it's like what you want evidence well think of it this way they both live together and he goes on about how like you he know, goes on this spool about it and the end of he's like oh that, he, that makes he, sense he basically goes he basically goes into his spoilers like you know and then you know he must want it you know he's reciprocating all this treatment yada yada yada, yada. and it's just and then literally so like he gets like fuck uh, you know surprise surprise shock horror crashes the fucking car Alright. right uh and the scene you get is two squirrels just enjoying a couple of nuts uh and then they start making chimpanzee noises and a car just fucking bang fucking crashes right over them so it's like all right one like squirrels making chimpanzee noises i'm like okay that's that's fine two it's just like just car out of fucking nowhere and fr- like this is like i'm talking like a hundred maybe 120 kilometer an hour crash fucking francis york morgan walks away with it walks away from the crash not even a scratch It's like oh that's inconvenient oh well moving on and oh it's just so fucking it's so weird it's good like the uh the sinner's sandwich is like one of my favorite sort of off scenes that the game has so uh york more uh york oh, yeah york morgan he's called francis york morgan uh but everyone calls him york, or york that's morgan. what oh that's what everyone calls him he's like he introduced himself to everyone like uh fbi francis york morgan but call me york everybody calls me york and then i'm not going to get into a reason why people don't call him york because that's spoiler territory but like he just does that so york and the police chick are in this sort of diner talking about a case and it's like oh no i'll have a turkey sandwich yada yada yada." and then some fucking fucking eccentric millionaire who literally owns the entire town like comes in and it's like and he's like assistant who because the guy is wearing like a the millionaire is like wearing a gas mask like all the time so he can't really speak so he gets his uh uh these riddle speaking assistant who pushes him around in his wheelchair to s- ask for everything okay and he's like oh yes i come to pick up my sinner, come to pick up his sinner sandwich and then like york's just like ah oh, yes the sinner sandwich you know uh, is to atone for sins in a previous life. You know, self-inflicted torture, self-inflicted pain to atone for sins in a in a in a previous life, and all it is, it's turkey, uh, strawberry jam, and cereal. What the fuck? Yes. Oh so wait, no. I remember sound... you
2: telling me about this, and I remember my reaction so, then was exactly the same.
0: <laughs> so the sinus, <sinister, laughs> I'm from the consensus i've seen is that the cereal is uh, cornflakes corn yeah so it's turkey um strawberry jam and cornflakes and like york's just like oh he's off now, and then the the fucking billionaire guy like strolls over to york and it's like hey look mr york you should try this sandwich this sandwich is great but in a riddle form <laughs> and oh, fuck up and um and York's is like, nah, nah, I'll pass, I'll pass. And then the guy's just like, you know, someone is like, oh, no, no. York's is like, oh, I have a feeling I won't like it. And the guy's just like, really? Huh. You know what they say? P- uh, FBI agents who go on intuition are bad FBI agents. and and york's just like you know what you got me all right i'll have the sinner sandwich all right i'm i'm a good fbi agent you know fucking you can't peer pressure me i'll have the sandwich takes a bite into the sandwich he's just like this is jesus (laughs) this sandwich is amazing waiter scrap that previous order of mine give me a motherfucking sinner sandwich and, and it's just like this off sort of scene nothing really made it's just something off and it's just like when i got up to it again i was both in like oh i can't believe i forgot this scene and holy fuck this is stupid and in hysterical laughter because like this that is essentially what that game is as a whole like that's why like i want to do a playthrough with you guys to show you this game because it is the wildest ride i i'm even going to go as far as to say this game will be the wildest ride you guys have ever seen in a game i, I am confident in that statement
2: well if, it will be
0: th-
2: if hmm? that's what you're leading with yeah i reckon you got a
0: pretty good chance as I say, like, it is... You think you know what's going on, and then you don't, and then it switches from there, and it switches, and then it changes, and it might seem they're pulling out the ass, but no, it's not ass-pulled at all. It's all, like, leads into multiple things in which it hints at something. The, it, like The plot twists have plot twists, but
2: at the end, it all comes together.
0: Like, it all comes together, and it's the, it's the most, like like I I want to see your reaction on the first hour of the game and then the last hour of the game but you need to be close to the game to understand the last hour of the yeah, game yeah, well, it's not it's not just that but like I want to see what you guys think the game's about in the first hour and then we're going to go through the last before we get through the last hour I kind of want to get your opinion on what you think is going to happen. And then we're gonna, g- I'm going to go back and show you what you thought your opinion... Of, like what you think was going to happen in the first half. And then 95% sure to see how wrong you are. And even, even if you're thinking this... Even if you're thinking, oh, if I guess this... Then, you know, most likely it's not going to be this. It's going to be this. Nah, you don't even know. It's that fucking... Weird and twisty, turny, but also makes sense at the same time. But it's it's like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do something. It's it is a um, uh, it's a crime, it's a murder mystery, Lovecraftian horror, slice of life, cop simulator, uh, supernatural, and methodical story so it's pretty good then it is uh, it's it's bad but it's so bad it's good like obviously uh sweary was obviously trying his hardest to make this like a really good game but it just did not have the resources or the talent or the know-how to make it a good game and now all these people love it because of how sort of bad it is but it's not bad in the sense of like oh this is boring this is terrible it's bad as in like it's like someone had to make the game cheaply but wanted to spend so much and that's why i am kind of scared on deadly premonition 2 because it did get it is getting a sequel and the reason why i say i'm scared about deadly premonition 2 is because now Square Sweary knows what people want. Him trying to intentionally aim for that, like if he does try to intentionally aim for that sort of so bad it's good vibe, I feel like he's going to miss the mark. And it's just going to be bad. Which is what I don't want. Right. You, it's you like, think- um,
2: not not pandering but you think if they aim too hard at what they think people want is that they'll miss the goal
0: yes it's like if it's like oh they like the game because of this weird and wacky sort of thing and then if he goes to make a weird wacky sort of thing and it's like well no this is not like the best example i can give is <clears throat> uh, a movie called birdemic uh, I don't, I don't believe you guys would have heard of it, but it is one of those so bad it's good films. It was so, it was made at like with twenty thousand dollars. The guy did all the special effects himself. uh, did not know how to fucking do special effects whatsoever. So he just learnt a bit while he was doing it. It's like someone. It's like he learnt how to do special f- f- effects from someone else's cliff notes that they made of a lecture that they paid half attention to (laughs) oh boy and like the acting is fucking god awful like hamming it up so bad awful the effects are so awful but it's what makes it so good the best unintentional comedy ever but then he made a sequel birdemic 2 and he's like everyone loved the first one because of how bad it's good sort of thing So someone just intentionally aim for bad and it's just comes across as just bad it's not like not so bad as good either it's just this is not entertaining like it, 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 they're trying to force it and it's one of those if you force it it won't come situations like you can't force uh so bad this good. So, you can't force so bad as good because like one everyone can tell when a shit shit joke has been forced and the i guess the determining factor here is um what's the what's the thing i like they're honest they're i want i'm not it's, for some reason integrity comes ahead uh what makes a film so bad is good is that the fact that they are giving it 110% to be the thing that they've always wanted. Like, they are putting an honest effort in. And it just and it's just bad. But it's not but awful. Like, it's
2: bad, but there's still effort behind it. The effort's what, what makes it hit. Yeah. You can't get a so bad it's good movie with a lazy... The ethnicity? No, that's not what. The authentic, <laughs> the, off-
0: the authenticity, not the, eth- not the, <laughs> <authenticity>. <laughs> Sorry, the yeah. ethnicity, the authenticity. Sorry, the ethnicity. The authenticity for you is it, Kenny? Yes, the authenticity of their intentions is what makes a so bad as good film. Like Tommy Wiseau's The Room, that that is him literally trying to make a good film, but it came across so it was just <laughs> it so badly done. Room. And it came out as a room and it was so bad that it's good now if he was to make a sequel like i am a hundred percent sure that he's going to go try and aim for that so bad it's good and it's just going to come off as bad like it's going to be so bad it's just bad and that's that's the one thing i'm scared about sweary with Demoli- uh daily premonition 2 because it has been confirmed that it's in the make uh making for the switch uh that i hope he's just still gonna put that authenticity that authentic you know do my best feeling and be as weird and wild as him just giving it an honest go is going to be and that's what deadly premonition is it's him having authentic go at making a sort of a crime thriller that it and that it just goes fucking places and that's his just imagination of and his imagination his authenticity is what made deadly premonition a so bad it's a good game and that's why i love deadly premonition so much because it's so fucking weird and yet it's not like the gameplay is nothing to ride home about it's not off it's not offensive but it's not like fucking groundbreaking either it's it's there it exists um but it's the story that that i tell people like because when i when i watched the playthrough of it like i knew i was getting into when i i i played it for myself because i saw what happened but even then like experiencing for myself just made me like appreciate it more That's why, like, even if you see a playthrough of this game, like, play through it yourself. And it's kind of one of those weird things where a lot of people have seen Deadly Premonition or seen memes about it, but no one's really played it. It's kind of like, um... I think it was the Hard Times did an article where it's like, um... Massive fan of the Earthbound series... Uh, finally excited to play the game for the first time. Yeah, and it's kind it's right. kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's like uh, with daily premonition. like massive fan of daily premonition. Excited to play it for the first time. Um, so fan of uh, that said, that's that's also
2: kind of like me at the moment. Going big, Dragon Ball fan is thinking of starting to watch the
0: series because yeah, I hard haven't. Times. <laughs> huge earthbound fan excited to play it for the first time <laughs> he's beyond excited the final play of the 1995 Nintendo BG for the first time this afternoon according to the close sources <laughs> but yeah so that's a daily premonition uh another game that uh, I want to talk about I've been playing is Final Fantasy 7 the remake now uh how do I go over this uh, without spoiling anything i haven't finished the game i'm probably like two thirds the way through this game is amazing as well as different and i'm not talking different in the sense of you know changing some story parts up or changing gameplay because obviously they're different Mm -hmm. it's how this game goes about being a remake that is something i haven't seen before now um, I, I think the guy's have, name is Is, Suno? is This
2: the is, guy is who... Final Fantasy 7 right Yes yeah. I've heard some mixed things about that Like so, overall I've heard the game is Good But Because of what you're about To mention I've just got some mixed Reviews from people Alright so it's not so here's, a here's... remake in the sense of all right so here's how I'm going to explain this so
0: people wanted a essentially a one for one remake people wanted a remaster. of Final Fantasy VII. well no they didn't no, want a remaster because we got a remaster they wanted
2: they wanted but, a remake but but told a remake beat for beat in gameplay only yes
0: the the story so, staying exactly the same yes so the reason why i'm seeing a lot of people annoyed um i'm seeing a lot of people annoyed about like little aspects about the game which i can completely understand and agree with like um aerial combat against enemies out in air is a fucking joke like you like you have full combos on the ground but when an enemy is like flying you literally jump up to the level swing your sword three times and then jump back down again and you have to do that over and over and over and over again uh and or you just use magic and neither of that you know, it's in its exclusivity is fine if you just use attack and you just use magic even using them both for aerial enemies if you go all right fucking blizzard attack plus my free my free combo swing against an airborne enemy that moves around so freely is fucking infuriating because they move around so freely and you jump to their position and then stay in that position if they move you miss everything else okay so aerial combats one um i've seen a lot of people complain about the ending which i haven't been to yet but if it's anything what i am theorizing it's going to be a new take on the on a on an enemy but all right so i'm gonna have to explain this first before i explain what i mean this game so the director tetsuya numura, numura numura is the guy director behind final Fantasy remake came out and said some some damn lies he said uh he would recommend you guys playing the remake before playing the original don't psa if you're going to play the original if you're going to play both games play the original first and then the remake because shit is not going to make sense whatsoever if you play the remake first in fact you'll be you'll be doing a disservice to you if you play the remake first so so you actually
2: think that even though the final fantasy remake is a remake it's still kind of you still kind of need to
0: play the older game first. Yes, the what I'm feeling is this is a hundred percent for fans. Like this, is, this game is a hundred percent made for the fans because this game relies on uh, knowledge of the the previous Final Fantasy VII in order for you to understand why this game is so different it's like it's storytelling like a major storytelling aspect of the remake relies on you knowing what happens in final fantasy 7 the original right like all right so i'm gonna go into spoiler talk for like 20 minutes or less um 20 seconds so if anyone who's i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put a timer on for spoiler stuff uh, timer
2: so I am not, but you meant twenty going. minutes, right? Not twenty second, twenty seconds, right? Not twenty minutes, because you said twenty minutes. Not
0: twenty minutes, not but not twenty seconds. Um, let's set it for seven minutes.
1: Final Fantasy Seven spoilers in seven minutes.
0: Yes, Final Fantasy spoilers. In... Oh my god, why do you have to make me manually click? Alright, Final Fantasy Seven spoilers in seven minutes from five four three two one now all right so final fantasy 7 uh, relies on subversion well, i think the term is subversion whereas basically you're expecting one thing and it completely changes how it does it in the remake so yeah. for example subversion of expectation. subversion of expectation but you need that expectation first to
2: have it which is what the game's relying um, on subverting what happens in the original final fantasy
0: 7 yeah. So, like, all right. For example, um, when they when shira dropped the plate on top of um, Sector Seven. So in the original Shinra's like avalanche is in Sector Seven. We're going to drop an entire the entire metallic plate that's above it on Sector Seven. It kills everyone in Sector Seven. Kills everyone, hundred percent. Well, not hundred percent, but like ninety five percent of Sector Seven is dead. Uh, your main characters get out because they take like a zip line all the way out. But every majority of people in Sector 7 are dead. In th- in the remake, uh, everyone gets out. So, Aerith helps people in Sector 7 get out of Sector 7 before the plate drops. Which should not happen in a remake sense. Because that is not how the original Final Fantasy 7 story goes. And it is a major plot element in Final Fantasy 7, the original, because they blame it on avalanche it's like avalanche is responsible for you know thousands of deaths because of this where in the remake like a vast majority of sex 7 gets out and they know shinra was responsible for dropping a plate so like thousands of people know that shinra was behind this and not avalanche and it was meant to be a tragedy like it still is a tragedy but it's meant to be like thousands are dead it's meant to be like as like a 9-11 or a fucking you know pearl harbor so many dead and that's a tragedy it's like yeah it's still tragic that the plate dropped but all these people are now alive when they shouldn't be and the game does this about with these new things called enigmatic figures which are kind of like like hooded ghosts weirdly enough Mm -hmm. now these ghosts uh are not in the original because they are story specific for the remake now i don't i haven't beaten the game so i'm not too sure what these ghosts are exactly but what it looks like they are doing is that events seem to be out of order in final fantasy 7 remake things are happening in final fantasy 7 remake which should not be happening for example uh people living the, the people living in sector 7 should be dead but they're not in the remake they're all alive and these ghosts try to change that they try to make sure that people died that everyone died right, so as, as it was
2: effectively trying
0: to follow the path of the original Final Fantasy VII. Yes. But and again, they make it very doesn't... they make it very prominent that they are both like a figure that helps them and is against them for example um like biggs there's got three like uh, avalanche people that help biggs wedge and uh jesse uh biggs and jesse die because like they would have survived because cloud and the gang get to the tower before they should have which means they have time to save Biggs and Wedge. The, these enigmatic figures stop Cloud and his gang, or at least slow them down, to get to Biggs and Jesse uh, when they die. Like when, before it's, like they get to they stop them from getting there before they are actually killed. Um, Wedge, however, was meant to fall from the tower, like fall from the top of this fucking tower and die. But in the remake uh they give him a like a gun like a gun which he shoots is like a fucking a lead out which he can like swing from shit so it's like a grappling gun there you go a grappling gun uh he has that to break his fall he still he still fucking hits the ground pretty hard but he's not dead he should be dead and the ghost couldn't change that because they were too busy dealing with cloud trying to stop cloud and the gang getting to the tower too early so now that they are focused the ghosts are now focusing on this whole tower trying to make sure that cloud and his gang do not reach biggs and jesse before they die um and basically like cloud and his gang get to the tower before the turks get to the tower to drop the plate because they have to drop the plate using a control panel on the top. Uh, Cloud and uh, his gang get there before the Turks do, which is wrong because in the original, the Turks are already there and they already started the dropping plate situation. So the ghosts are up the top, stopping Cloud and the gang from uh, making sure that the Turks can't drop the plate. While they up, While the enigmatic figures are up there trying to stop them, they can't be down on the ground they're too busy trying to stop what's happening down the ground so and at that point things start falling apart things start happening in the remake which don't happen in the original and shouldn't happen in the remake because for um because the ghosts aren't there to stop it basically all just fucking broken so a tangent has come like the two timelines a parallel timeline has come and something's changing and these ghosts are trying to correct the time timeline as much as they can to put it but back at the same to time it was try to get it back to it was but now it's it gotten to a point of no return where they are now just trying to damage control they're trying to damage control the situation uh for example like another example which i saw which basically i felt gave away what these ghosts intention are there's a fight in a church when you first meet Arif between Reno, who is a Turk, and Cloud. In the original, uh, Cloud gets his ass whooped by Reno. In the remake, or well, Cloud gets his ass whooped by Reno, so Cloud and Arif have to run to the back to escape. In the remake, Cloud kicks Reno's ass and the ghosts wisp uh, Cloud and Arif into the back themselves. So it's like, at that point, I was like, That's it. Like, that's what it is. Alright. Spoiler talk done. Uh but yeah. That's why I'm very interested to see where this goes because that it's 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 certainly a remake, but at the same time it's a continuation or saying sequel is a bit much but it's definitely not the same. And it's not the same not in terms of storytelling or gameplay it's not the same as in this is not the same thing that happened back in seven and there's a reason why we and i i do love like multiple times in this game i've just had straight up like belly laughs of like just little things that that just get my fucking attention like um there's a scene in which cloud has to cross dress as a girl to get into Corello's Cornellos or Corello's to get into his base or get into to, his to uh, sneak in somewhere he Palace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because Tifa is in there, which is his friend, and he needs to try and save her. Well, he believes he needs to try and save her. So, the only way in is to go for an audition to be uh corello i'm gonna see if i can fucking find his name for for what so i don't cor corneo corneo uh, corneo 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 cornero whatever Alright, so you need to get just as a girl to go for an audition for cornero's wife quote unquote and it's they say wife for the night maybe even longer depending if you've got it uh the only way to do that is to get an audition in which Tifa is auditioning. Now, Cloud needs to figure out what the fuck's going on, but he can't get in because the place is heavily fortified and there's some, a lot of security in a way. So he cross-dresses uh, and Aerith dresses up as well. So him, Tifa, and Aerith can all do the audition because they're only auditioning three people. Hmm. Uh, so Cloud cross-dresses and then gets inside and then they find Tifa and he's talking to Tifa as if like he's Cloud or as as Cloud would usually like hey Tifa you're here you're safe oh thank fuck all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and Tifa's like yeah I'm safe uh who are you? <laughs> and then she's like oh wait Cloud? is that you? and Cloud's first reaction is Yes, you're right. Nailed it. Moving on. <laughs> and I just lost my shit. It's just the way he does it. It's like, it's like, wait, Cloud, is that you? He's like, yep, you're right. Nailed it. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's more just, questions. It's just something. Yeah, no more. Yeah, yeah, good, good on you. Right, we're moving on. Past that. What the fuck's going on? And it was just something where I just like just had a nice belly laugh at it because in the original final fantasy like final fantasy 7 like cloud is sort of like uh who he thinks or what he thinks cool is and it sort of comes across as like a weirdo and and every rendition of cloud after that tries to make him look edgy cool and you know dark and mysterious and i played the uh final fantasy 7 recently like i finished it this year and i like the cloud from the the final fantasy 7 but then seeing him in like advent children and seeing him in um they just haven't uh, quite kept the
2: personality point that he had
0: well it's like because in the original final fantasy 7 he was just like trying to be cool uh while also you know trying to balance like losing his shit and lots of stuff so he's like trying to sound and look cool and it just comes across as like you're a weirdo, but you're fine. So, but in, but I got the feeling like the people who are responsible for the movies and all that sort of stuff are just like, nah, Cloud is cool. Didn't you guys see how cool he was? <laughs> Doing all that cool stuff. Doing all that cool stuff. And like, they sort of do that in the remake where it's just like, like they're running along this like a walkway and the walkway collapses and jesse's like no cloud and cloud just does his flip and like just like just lands back on the platform and jesse's like oh wow you don't need my help after all that was cool and then cloud gives a smirk like oh it was it was nothing <laughs> like oh it was nothing and then he's just like oh man. he's like oh yeah you, you know i'm I'll play it cool and that sort of stuff and it's just like the next scene he's with everyone it's like hey have you guys ever fought invisible enemies before <laughs> and they're like <laughs> wait what because yeah these invisible enemies were like wearing robes like hooded figures and then they're like wait if they're invisible how do you know what they look like <laughs> and he's like ah, oh, don't worry about it and it's like that kind of like weirdo like he's trying to be cool, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, you fought, you fought, you fought invisible enemies before, guys? <laughs> Have you ever fought with your forts before?" They look like this. <laughs> they kind of, they kind of look like this, and they bring issues. And like, what the fuck are you all about? And he's just like, "Oh man, I need to keep cool. I need to look cool. No, don't worry about it. No, don't don't worry about it. And like, fucking all right then. And then like Barrett, Barrett's a fucking." A bit of a joke himself he's like um oh he's like so Barrett's like to class like so how many years or what what year or something and uh cloud goes oh soldier first class because that's that's his class in soldier and barrett's like the the fuck are you on about i asked your age <laughs> and clouds just like oh okay and then barrett makes a shit comment it's like oh well you do know well i do hear that uh, soldiers are as old as their rank so that makes you one years old and clouds is like oh are you are you fucking serious are you fucking serious <laughs> and then like this is one scene in the elevator barrett's just like Oh, the the planets bleeding like green and blue, I like the planets crying in pain. I know you can hear it, and Cloud's just like, like all right, how do I make this cool? It's like, do you really hear the planet cry out in pain? And Barrett's like, you damn right I do. And his first one is, you need help. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking Jess is like, shh, oh, shh, sh- no. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, it's fucking great. Like, because I. I can't remember which podcast, but I remember talking about, uh, Final Fantasy 7 when I beat the original on the podcast. In my quarrels with that game, it's like, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, it does have, has some bit of a grind to it, but, like, one of the major things, like, the story's a bit dated. So, hopefully in the remake, like, they, they really, like, hit up the story really well. And they fucking nailed it. Like, I'm super happy with what they did. Like, it is great. It is, it is honestly the final the part one of the final fantasy 7 remake has beaten final fantasy 8 on my final fantasy list so before it was final fantasy 10 final fantasy 8 final fantasy 7 original and then final fantasy 15 and now it's like final fantasy 10 final fantasy 7 remake final fantasy 8 so yeah, I'm really happy with what they've done. As, at the same time, I feel like it's the Puritans. They're like, "This is this Final Fantasy is bad." I wanted, you know, Cloud to be, you know, I wanted Aerith to be this guy. are sick, ha ha ha, because that's what the original did. And yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh my god, like people love. I understand people really love Final Fantasy Seven, and it's like I want a remake but don't change anything it's exact same thing that happened with resident evil 3 i want resident evil 3 remake i want it be remade like resident evil 2 did cool here's jill valentine nah no that's not jill valentine i want the jill valentine from the original it's like but it's what you guys (laughs) asked for nah this is too much different to the original resident evil 3 i don't like it No nemesis looks too realistic now instead of you know having weird staple face thing I don't like it not nah, bad game
2: now, the bigger Can't the bigger it. thing I have with stuff like that is there are legitimate criticisms that you can put towards the Resident Evil 3 remake yes the
1: game's too short yes that's that's all I have but that's uh, so the issue I have but, mm.
2: so when you're attacking it for something that isn't a legitimate criticism and being loud about it, you're effectively invalidating a lot of the criticisms. See, uh, when when they're crying out, they're like, "Oh, I didn't want this. This is shit." Um, it's diluting the then, pool then the of other cri- actual criticism. Will just be there, going, no, it's great. The only people complaining about it are these people who are just you know picking fights, effectively. They're, like hmm. you said, they're diluting it and it's making it harder to find things with actual criticism. Legit
0: criticisms to improve on. Yes. And that's the annoying thing I'm seeing is people's like, oh, you know, like I seen the criticism. It's too short. I agree to a degree. And that is, I don't mind the campaign's length. I just don't like paying a hundred dollars for it.
1: Hmm. Like, the, cost, the cost and the length are if they were to, to separate
0: other. Resident Evil Resistance and Resident Evil 3 and charge me like 40 bucks for Resident Evil 3 fucking I would be completely fine with its length but since it got bundled with Resistance, Resistance is what bumped up that um, price point and I don't mind Resistance, I'm playing a fair bit with Josh but you wouldn't but- have bought it if you had to buy it if you didn't have to buy it oh no i i would have definitely bought it but it would be like a further down the line probably on special thing whereas like paying like a hundred bucks for a campaign that i finished in three and a half hours like
1: is a bit rough when we did a full recording of it in what in actually a single day no two 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 recording sessions was it two recording sessions yeah because
0: we stopped at the police station with Mm -hmm. carlos ah but yeah like that's one thing I complain about Resident Evil Fame. but like at the same time like with the Final Fantasy 7 remake criticisms there's like like legit criticisms I would have is um side quests are like as much as there's like a lot more side quest involvement they feel really bare bones like hey go here do this done and then some have Uh, side quests that uh homages to the missions in the original game which i'm completely fine with but then it's like hey the kids are missing go find the kids you found the kids fight monster mission done like there is no real beneficiary to these side missions like i i'm starting to think whether i should you know because i've i've pretty much completed every side mission up to chapter 14 and now i'm like i'm literally getting like hey go see kids go find reporter and talk to reporter about key and then that's right it. so so you've like you're you're finding the little shitty missions
2: that you'd missed earlier
0: yeah well it's like um how do i put it i would rather less side missions but more fleshed out but like that's a legit criticism like my criticism is side missions there's more side missions in this game but i feel some missions are like if not most of the side missions are padding rather than content Content. um and also like the aerial combat the aerial combat is atrocious it is it is not fun in any way shape or form i i don't like it and i i don't see myself liking it at all uh, and things like that like things definitely need to be improved when people are like not nah, the game is different i don't like change but i asked for a remake and then and how what what they are doing with final fantasy final fantasy 7 remake i think is great it's challenging what the remake is
2: but like you said there, like, there are going to be people that don't like it and they do have some valid points for example, like, this is going to be the first time a bunch of people have played Final Fantasy VII. Hell, Seven.
1: Hell, it wouldn't be yes. surprising
2: if a bunch of people went alive. I don't know when Final Fantasy Seven came out. I know the first one came out in 1987. 1997. Yeah. See, the first game came out when I was born, probably before. So there's going to be a bunch of people that the remake would be their first... Um, final fantasy 7 experience exactly so having such big changes like there's a difference between changing small things and like you've said effectively reworking the same story to a point where it's better if you've played the original like to understand it
0: properly that is well, it's a flaw. Not, it's, i would even say I wouldn't even say it's better to if you play the original. I feel it's essential. Exactly, and that is a huge
2: flaw for something that you're remastering hmm. a game that's 23 years old. There's going to be a lot of people who haven't played that game. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like,
0: I understand what they are doing, but I feel it is 100% for the fans. Like, if you came blind into this game, you're going to enjoy it regardless it is a fun game but a lot of things are gonna be sort of missed out on you or well, not so not so a lot of things but like you're going to be experiencing events for the first time that even people who've played the original experiencing for the first time were like oh and that's what builds that's what i feel builds the excitement it's like oh wait this shouldn't happen this isn't meant to happen or this has changed and that builds up like interest and intrigue and suspense where where if someone else was to experience the remake for the first time or five fantasy 7 in general for the first time for the, from through the perspective of the remake they're going to be they're still going to be enjoying it but i feel the effect is not going to be as dominant as like like when they go down uh, into the ground and they go to this area which shouldn't like the party should not know because it doesn't happen till 10 years after final fantasy seven like when i see that i goes oh shit that thing oh what the fuck's going on and it creates more intrigue but for someone seeing it for the first time it's gonna be like oh that's interesting and then that's that and then i feel i feel there's going to be a lot of fucking deep dive videos and video essays on what's changed and shit like that just like what happened with death stranding and you know it keeps it keeps the community going but to see a community so actively like to and fro about what is i would say a very good game regardless of uh what people have or what the game is doing like oh the game is doing something the game has an agenda not not a personal agenda but like the game is trying to get something across in which i feel only fans would really benefit from but people still coming to the remake are still going to enjoy it it's just like uh when i when we did the resident evil 3 remake playthrough we did the original game first just so you can have a the comparison comparison yeah. point yeah we can go oh you know i know this character i know what happens here and this change and yada 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 but we saw that and we got to make the comparison whereas if you guys didn't see that then you guys would be like oh that's pretty cool and it'll just be like that's it just like, oh that's pretty cool and it's like oh wait you know this has changed from this like this didn't happen in the original this is you know this is fairly interesting i wonder why this has happened Whereas, like, if you haven't experienced that original, then that "why has this happened?" question just doesn't exist. But yeah, that's a that's my uh, small uh, talk on Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> uh, just your small talk. Small talk. So we got some news mm. that we want to got to get through. All well, the yummy, uh, delicious news. The news. So. The, where did my fucking podcasting there we go uh first thing i want to talk about uh which we had a good laugh before we uh booted up the podcast um so speaking of final fantasy 7 remake uh barrett is racist and if you don't agree then fuck you according oh. to the uh once known neo uh form forum uh, so Nia Gaff is a forum in which I feel is like a fetid pit of politics
1: yes it is It is a swirling cesspool of fetid little sweat goblins all coming out of their little uh, fucking he for she holes and just going on there because like, 4chan is scary is, in its entirety it's like not all the people on there but
0: most of the topics that get down on there is just like oh you know either extremely left or extremely right, and just those two sides budding. Except when one of those sides has power, then shit burns fast. Like, a fire is out of control, and fuck me, is it god-awful to see, but can't look away. Basically, (laughs) the very,
2: very simple way of putting this, like, the rundown of what happened was... A certain user posted their opinion on Barrett in the Final Fantasy remake, which was effectively he's racist because he's the angry, scary black man stereotype, and that's all he fulfills. Mm -hmm. And then, when he was contested on that, when people disagreed with him and put in their points, he not only doubled down himself, but moderators started banning.
1: yeah, for, he took uh, the Bethesda approach to dealing with things: banning people, a ban dis- hammer in a blindfold, <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
2: And yeah, simple. Is like you know, Has anyone seen?
0: Bans and has anyone uh, seen that scene in The Simpsons where like Homer starts working from home, and all he has to do is press Y for yes or M for no on the keyboard? So he's got this like uh, bird uh, thing, yeah, which like yeah, bobs up one of the down. drinking
1: birds puts it over Y. Yeah it puts it over y it's just that band, band.
0: <laughs> so yeah the uh the moderator fucking as as Jaden has coined the phrase band boozled boozled <laughs> a fuck ton of band boozled a fuck ton of users on this thread because they disagree like this not not like of not like being offensive or anything like that just straight up disagreeing so uh the the original poster writes this on the page uh so square can make a drastic change can make drastic changes in final fantasy 7 in the remake but couldn't be bothered to not make barrett an ignorant racist caric- caricature Uh, the amount of rage this man generates inside me whenever he's on screen is insane i haven't seen anything this hilarious hilariously racist in a triple a game since i don't even know when who the hell has angry black man and a scary black man tropes in their games in 2020 seriously Uh, square enix a global billion dollar conglomerate with all sorts of people working for them so i'm not going to buy the japan exclusive at all so like basically saying like this is this is a japanese company they do japanese things in which like obviously that that, that has been in times where they've played into stereotypes um
1: because yeah, it's it's easier
0: so some guy uh some guy called Thiago jg just wrote a comment underneath it going, uh, racist question mark. So the original poster decides to then just completely disarm this guy's counter argument by copy pasting the, uh, a link to a site called TV tropes saying scary black man, TV tropes.
1: Oh boy. Cause TV tropes is the pinnacle of literary competency. Mm.
0: Yeah. So mm.
1: that's absolutely
0: destroys his argument for those Absolute who can't tell wrecked, that with sarcasm wrecked owned that sort of shit uh so yeah uh, that was his response so people started chiming in people were like wait what like no here's a level-headed response to you thinking this is a uh, racist thing anyone who disagreed with him banned straight out banned for example like some user said if all you see is a scary black man i've got some news for you banned <laughs> two weeks ignoring staff posts dismissing drive by about concerns of stereotypes someone replies lol whatever man he was great it's like he saw how he was to clown the first mission excited to ignore him for the rest of the game that user was banned for two weeks dismissing concerns about representation <laughs> <But> <laughs> this one's my favorite
2: that, that in and of itself the reasons for the bans basically describe that entire site from what i've seen and why i don't frequent it or give a shit
3: about it
0: yeah uh, yeah here's my two my two favorites someone's like what's wrong with you three week ban hostility dismissing concerns about racial stereotypes um The second one is just asking so a character like barrett same trait can't be portrayed as a black uh because he is racist he is racist so as soon as the devs decide to create a character like barrett they have to refrain from making him black right one month ban dismissing concerns about representation trolling (laughs) uh there's a three month ban in here which i saw which was like holy shit i was like wait what so yeah here it is. Free month ban. Um, nah, he's an amazing character. That's it. That's it. Free month ban. <laughs> Free <laughs> Dismissing month concerns ban. about representation. Account in junior phase. Free months! <laughs> and some guy writes, oh, come on now. Two week ban. Ignoring staff posts. Dismissive drive by. Like, they just fucking went on a banning goddamn spree. Yeah, Banhammer hammer in a shock ban hammer in a blindfold yeah it's like barrett's racist because he's an angry scary black man i'm like yeah he acts like an angry scary black man in like the first act and then he becomes a fucking sobbing wet blanket which uh, like
1: don't ban me you banned fuck yeah yeah like it was like what i was saying before like it's okay to like start off with stereotypes so long as you build on them because like as soon as you see a character you're immediately gonna like start fucking drawing your um uh fucking comparisons and stereotypes about them like everyone does it it's it's built into our dna like it's i think it's called yeah it's prejudice it's called prejudice it's part of our um it's part of our dna where it's to do with our survival response. As soon as we see something, we call on past experiences to sort of evaluate how much of a threat that is to us and whether we are compatible with it or not. So, well, wow. You... wow, yeah. That's
0: Three that... month ban. Duh, damn it. Judge judges us decide. Three month ban. Off of his head. Barrett is... Oh. Barrett is Barrett is a racist stereotype. Don't fucking at me. Anyway. I'm pretty I, sure that pretty I like this one not to not to sound yeah not to sound yeah. offensive but I think many women would actually prefer Barrett's muscular and manly looks compared to Cloud one month band playing into <laughs> racial stereotypes
1: <laughs> like what, you playing into a racial stereotype I, by calling Barrett a big scary I, I, black I, I, man wait even more than that yes, did I just eat another band even more
0: than that <laughs> you're getting geek in two anyway. bands for that one <laughs> but uh, yeah let's
2: keep going mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more bans but yeah um, so like just to see how much like if the guy's just like I disagree with you nah I think he's a racist stereotype no he's a fucking moderator he's just banned people I think, who swear. I think
2: this is more of just proof of a more outright problem which everyone's aware of that because it's becoming more active but there are multiple places on the internet and because the internet is so is so prevalent nowadays and everyone's inside. Um but there are lots of places that are effectively just echo chambers of hate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially like NeoGAF used to be like a respected community and, and then it now then a- it then it wasn't.
1: Now it's a fetid cesspool.
0: It's a fetid cesspool of games are politics and nothing you can say will change that. that's what i don't like like yeah games have politics in them but they're meant to invoke like discussion Discussion? and thought.
1: discussion and thought. not not be like art and underneath hmm. art is like you know it it, i like interpretation yeah it's well it's uh depending a little bit like some things are more open to interpretation than others like, but oh, yeah. at, at the end of it, like, art is there to, like, you know, create discussion, it's there to provide examples, it's there to criticize, it's there to elaborate, it's there to explore. Like, it's not there for you to fucking get on your high horse and trumpet this as the holy grail of fucking anything, or the antithesis to Christ itself.
0: Like, something like this you think makes me think that this guy is just gone. I have broken some new information barrett is a racist stereotype and you know i'm the first one to find this out and it's a massive find and i like my butt and i smell my own butt yep like that's that's all i see for this he's like he's trying to make what he's discovered like this great be all end all thing it's huge i want attention and i've discovered a a new recipe (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking (laughs) i've discovered a new stereotype
1: (laughs) What is it, Ingus? Okay. It's Barrett. He's an angry black man. So, and then when people tell him, no, that's already been discovered before, Fuck fucking oh, on goes the blindfold. <laughs> on goes <laughs> the
0: blindfold. Oh, that's great. All right, so next so, one.
1: Yeah, I feel dirty just talking about
0: fucking Neo Gaff. Anyway. Next one is a, a, a short but quickie. Uh, Crisis is getting a remaster. I certainly hope so. Well, there it is. It's confirmed. I certainly hope so. <laughs> well, that's that is also the sort of thing because Crytek nearly went under, and uh, Hunt Showdown was their last make or break. Like it, this game either makes or breaks the company because well, they, they were the they company. were in debt. Um, they straight up didn't pay employees at at certain points. Or at a certain point, it was like we can't afford to pay our employees uh, because we're that far in fucking the red. I would say I think I think black is good and red is yeah black oh, is good red is bad. Oh, band, I, <laughs> I, <banned>. <laughs> um, I lost all.
2: I lost a bunch on. of. Uh, I I was following. Forts. Yes, I was following Hunt Showdown for a while and then dropped off my radar. I kind of thought it had just. Fails, no, that's but failed but it obviously like, hasn't
0: it really didn't and that's the weird thing it came out in like the most broken bugged out piece of mess i've seen in a long time like that's why no one
1: was talking about it
0: well no like it came out like me and uh josh we bought the game when it first released and it was like unplayable it was legitimately unplayable and i just sort of slept on it on that i didn't even get a refund or anything like that i didn't bother I a get refund, a refund but i slept on it and then like i get like a uh, steam message from like hey uh hunt showdown has posted this and it's basically like a big like fucking 20 page document of we're so sorry here's what we've fixed here's a whole bunch of free shit for you guys please try out the game now and to my surprise game was really good like like it was really fucking like polished up from the point that i tried it again and like they straight up gave you like so much free shit it's like just have fun and i'm like the fucking that that deserves a round of applause like they didn't just go oh game's fucked um uh, just wait not just that but it was like game's fucked just wait for it to be good and then yeah do whatever it's like all right guys um and from what i saw they were doing regular updates like on the condition of the gangers all right um we've had like these major bug things so we are prioritizing these all these other bug things that you've mentioned before don't don't worry we haven't forgotten about them we are just trying to get the ones that are creating issues with performance with gameplay and all sort of stuff um but we haven't forgot about these and then you've seen the next post it goes all right so the ones we haven't forgot uh, ones that we said we haven't forgotten about we fixed them and then we got these new lists here and it's the same thing we're prioritizing these bugs as it goes and it's just constantly updates of that i'm like that's pretty fucking cool and then like as i said i got the one thing one message from steam it's like hey look uh here's like all the issues that were fixed in the past, like months or so, and here's a whole bunch of free currency and lots sort of stuff, mm. uh so you can buy uh weapons for your. Because how Hunt Showdown works is, you earn money by playing play ga- playing games, and then you can hire hunters. And hunters are the characters you play for. And hunters are like, okay, this guy uh uses a shotgun. This guy uses a rifle, and you know you can you can swap and choose like multiple different parts but like it's all earned in-game currency you can't buy the currency it's all rewarded for in-game playing but if you die you lose that character you lose that character loses its stuff ah okay but 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 that's the thing it's like it's permadeath but if your character survives then you level up that character and it becomes more and more powerful etc etc so that's how they did it but it's like no you can't buy anything with real game real game money uh if you want to get good at the game you have to play the game and that's why like hunt showdown succeeded because the way it did its uh, online system and just the unique setting it is it's like old west but like horror and then it's like you're basically exercising demons and then you got to capture demon souls and it's it's actually pretty good and that was going to be by looks of it, the make or break for crytek because if they if it didn't work then they they straight up would just have to go bankrupt because they were losing money uh especially like they were going into a court case with star citizen because Star Citizen, uh, were, the people making Star Citizen was in a contract with Crytek, uh, with their game, and then Star Citizen at one point just goes, "Nah, fuck you, yeah. we're moving to the Amazon's uh, woodwork engine." I can't remember, remember the name of it. And Crytek's like, "No, you promised to deliver a product with our engine in contract. Here it is. Uh, we're taking you to court." it could the amazon lumber yard lumber yard that's it i know it has something to do with wood but because um, yeah. lumber is wood mm. yeah and uh yeah and so that's been going on for a while and fucking i honestly still think star citizen is the biggest scam to happen like they are still getting funded money like the last i heard like they got like a 25 million dollar lump sum from like <laughs> some million from like millionaires as an investment but then they also wanted some creative control and i can't even remember it was literally some people who weren't involved in games whatsoever are you sure they're not just using it for money laundering that's what i think it is it's it's got to be like money laundering it has to be like there is no product and the product i did see like the only gameplay i've seen is two things one they released a small game I wouldn't call it gameplay demo a small tech demo of hey look here's your hangar and here's your ship you can go into your ship and you can press buttons in your ship but you can't fly the ship you can't move the ship you can't leave that it's like a tech demo of like hey walk into you like get into your pilot ship or the the cockpit of your ship and then yay and that's it and then the other gameplay thing I saw was hey look we now on some fucking like mass effect one buggy on this planet and it for me it kind of looked jank uh so
1: yeah and that's last i heard fucking uh of star citizen but like Crytek, I took a look at star citizen recently and they got some pretty uh pretty interesting stuff well from what i did see is like hey look
0: uh they're also making a second aspect to the game which is a first person shooter yeah they got um they're coming out with a star citizen and it's got Mark Hamill in the game yeah Uh but yeah like Crytek is I don't know if it's finished or not I'll have a quick look but like Crytek was in a uh court battle with Crytek uh star citizen court but yeah that's the last time I've heard of it oh apparently they have agreed to settle on a lawsuit huh as of February 1st. Oh my god, that looks ugly as hell. That looks ugly as sin! What does? What they do? What happened? A screenshot of Mark Hamill (laughs) from the game. Look at that. uh... Oh no.
1: That's, that's not good. It's (laughs) beautiful.
0: What the fuck? Is that like a PS3 Mark Hamill? Because that, I know that is from the game. I, I know for a fact that's from the game. Because I have seen, like, a cutscene similar to that. But fuck me, that is... Oh, that's offensive.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, cause I've watched i um, I've been watching a guy who's been playing Star Citizen, and he, he buys a lot of... I don't sure if he buys or he rents the ships or whatever the fuck he does with them. But he reviews them. So he takes you on, like, a, on like a, a tour of the ship... And, like, it's really fucking cool. Like, this the amount of, like, detail and shit that's in there. So I've been watching... I haven't been watching anything through the official channels, but I've been watching um, content creators mm. who are very few and far between for <laughs> Star Citizen. And the game looks actually really good. One thing I don't like about the game is that, uh, like your car in real life, you do need to lock your ship. Otherwise, people can just run in and steal it. And you can pay real money for that. that, shit, that people yeah.
2: can just run in and steal
1: yeah yep. sounds
0: like fucking the war Z game when it came out which then they had to change the name to infestation survivor stories to which then they had to change the name again No, they didn't just change the name they fucking got the exact same game uh changed the name and then put it up as a different game on the steam store ah mm. perfect yeah th- that fucking bad uh but yeah cry that's like so basically what i'm saying about crytek is like by looks of um them being able to remaster uh crisis one it looks like hunt showdown paid off for them. yeah
2: well from what i'm hearing it certainly it
0: seems like it because i got the feeling like like i everyone knew that hunt showdown wasn't going to be like it wasn't going to be the new spark for crytek it was just going to get them enough to get to a new project to then hopefully make it and this seems to be it. by looks of it it seems like how do we make money i know how we make money what we sell the thing we've sold before but new everyone's doing it resident evil final fantasy fuck let's remaster crisis (laughs) and that that will fuck crisis one is almost a license to print money because i'm pretty sure like widely thought of is it is the best in the series crisis two is fairly good but it's not crisis one and crisis three was uh existed crisis (laughs) (laughs) three. uh but yeah uh crisis one's getting remastered which is interesting we got a announcement trailer for it uh and essentially that's that um let's go over some stories we can burn out pretty quickly ah yes uh XCOM 2 like is this yeah XCOM 2 is free for a Which week I'm assuming coincides on with the Phoenix uh, the Chimera. Coast, Chimera. Chimera I don't know yeah. why
2: I keep calling it Phoenix Point I know it's a completely different game <laughs>
0: is it really though is Phoenix Point really a different it game <laughs> it it but it is it is essentially the same it it's is essentially the same XCOM 2 game,
2: yes hmm
0: but yeah xcom 2 is free for the week which fucking get on it like it's a fucking great game yeah it really is i enjoyed like yeah i enjoyed my time of it and then it went down to like xcom 1 to play that and enjoy that as well like i'm isn't, a fan just
1: phoenix point xcom's movement with valkyria's aiming yes because it took them that long to figure out how to do it well
0: that's the thing like i don't see a lot of games act like valkyria chronicles where it's like which, which is a
1: shame because it's a really good system
0: it would be good to see something like that but i'm guessing like sega's just sort of caught a market on that and decided to keep that with without chronicles because the that turn
1: based third person shooter
0: yeah because that went straight from one through four and i i i obviously could be wrong but i haven't seen a game do what valkyria chronicles does does with its gameplay in Valkyria Chronicles.
1: Ne- neither have I. I have <clears throat> never seen it done. And um, even Valkyria Chronicles tried to mix it up a bit with that uh, fucking incorporating the same system but with like melee attacks. Yeah. In that stupid shit tier spin off game.
0: Yeah. Uh, was it Valkyria Revolution? Re- Revo- yeah, I saw that and it's like, wait, this is just Tales of. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just Tales of Valkyria. <laughs> Tales of Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles. Chronicles, yeah uh no one near replicant uh a remaster slash it's not really a remake it is a remaster in a better engine with a revamped combat system so everyone is super happy with near automata and it is a great game has an amazing story yoko tara is fucking fantastic i have beaten near before um i beaten on my ps3 which is near gestalt that reminds me which is i
2: still have Mm -hmm. near automata and horizon zero dawn i've completed about the first area of both of them they're in my cupboard they have been for (laughs) a couple of years
0: i can't i can't say for uh horizon zero dawn because i haven't actually played it but i highly recommend if you like a good story go play near automata because like it has one of those stories which is like a very satisfying, little bit of a teary ending, like not in the way that you think though. Like I'm not going to explain it because that's very spoilerish to yep. even fucking mention it. But
2: it is a great ending. No, I've heard very good things about it. Um, and I enjoyed, th- I enjoyed the bit I, uh... the bit I played. But honestly, hmm. after hearing the um about the uh near replicant remake well
0: so this is what this is what it is so there was two versions of near you had near gestalt which was released to the west and near replicant was a a japanese exclusive now the games are virtually identical except for one thing and that is the main character the main character in near gestalt is uh the father of the daughter in question so you play as the father of this girl in near gestalt in near replicant you play the brother yeah how and i've heard it described some, is kind mm, of
2: like the difference between pokemon red and blue in that they are the same yeah. game but there's also
0: some noticeable differences there there is a it's a, no it's not even like noticeable differences like the game like the only things that are different between the two is the backstory of the main character which is out of game like well, not so much the backstory like there is the backstory they had the same similar backstory it's just like the minute details of the game or, or the character like for example uh the brother in near replicant uh would whore himself out to get money to pay for the medication for his sister he would like especially go up for like go to rich men and you know do dirty dirty deeds uh not for dirt <laughs> not not for dirt cheap though and uh for his sister and to the point in which like he ends up killing one of the people because of some act i can't really remember and i'm not going to try to because i'll i'll definitely ruin it but yeah like there's some minute details otherwise gameplay wise and story wise in game the same identical is identical because, uh, I said, I've played and beaten Nier, uh, Nier and Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. And I love Nier Gestalt. Nier has a great story as well. Uh, combat is different because it is... Who is it? Because everyone needs to remember that uh, Nier Automata was made by Platinum Games. Uh, Gestalt. Nier Gestalt was made by caviar there's a Japanese video game company uh, what other games did they make uh, bullet witch oh no not bullet witch oh resident evil dead aim dark side chronicles and umbrella chronicles uh, draken guard one and two which is yoko taro's games Dragon Ball Z Supersonic Warriors and Fate Tiger Coliseum. I know none of them. I'm surprised Alex hasn't gone because <gasps> Fate Tigers from the Fate Stay Night series. I
1: have never even heard of Fate Tiger Coliseum.
0: Well, that's the game. So yeah, it's a... They are not known for their devilish combat, uh, especially Guard 1 and 2. Quite fucking... Like, it's literally just... Fucking... Where's my controller? Welcome to Guard 2's combat. What? That's me hitting the combat button, <laughs> aka square. Wait for it, wait for it. There you go. That's, that's Guard 2's combat done. So yeah, the game... Excellent. But Nier, at least, changes the combat up. You've got, like uh it's it's a melee combat based but with a like a weapon system like a weapon based system based on the book because you have a book with you which is a sassy fucking book it is it gives it is a sass panther of a book it is basically your magic abilities which like you can throw like like red like it's pretty interesting think of you know like the chips you get in uh near automata how like you can get ones that create javelins how you can get how it shoots for you like a minigun and uh you got like a big fist it's essentially that it's just that again so yeah um but it, it at least does combat better than the previous games but like i want to see how they do the combat especially how they are they said they are changing up some aspects of its uh, gameplay which i hope will be working on the combat but, you anyway, know, I'm excited. It's coming to PC. Uh, I'll be happy to play it again. I'm, like,
2: for sure. I'm keen on it, and like I said, because I've waited so long to play it anyway, and I've got other games that I own and still want to play, I will honestly probably just wait till the near remake comes out before I play Nier Automata.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, you don't have to play the original Nier to understand the plot of automata but there are some like if you like digging and going through side stories and finding like story detail stuff around the place then they have sort of like uh nudges of the original near game in it like it's not necessary but if you play the original near game it's kind of like it explains stuff that makes they explain things to you as if you haven't played the game, but there's also things where, like, they, they show you stuff, and it's like, oh, wait, that's from this game. Oh, okay, that that's pretty cool. And then there's things like the uh, drone The drone that follows you is just... Um, fuck. Uh, try to remember the book's name. The book has a name, mind you. Uh, where is it? Near Gestalt Book. Oh, that's not going to fucking help me. But Grimoire Weiss. So you have the Grimoire. Grimoire Weiss and Grimoire Near. Mm-hmm. Grimoire Weiss is a fucking sass panther. <laughs> okay. Oh, It's not Grimoire Weiss. Um, oh, did you say panther?
1: Uh, black cat.
0: Band. Fucking bandboozled. Uh, but yeah. So Grimoire Weiss is the book that is essentially what the drone is based on so yeah near uh near replicant which is what kind of weird like as i said near replicant was a japan exclusive version and they're releasing that not the gestalt but at the same time i want to play replicant because Uh, when I tried playing the fan patch version because since it's only in Japanese, I tried using a fan English patch version and that version just did not like my PlayStation. (laughs) Uh, So, Pokemon Sword and Shield had an issue and Nintendo did not fuck around. So, uh, Sword and Shield has a a battle system where you can go online and do ranked matches. Um, But at... Uh, at that time if you disconnected before the results screen showed it would not count as a loss nor would it count as a win so uh, people who lost were just fucking rage quitting Hmm. and there was nothing that could be done about it Uh, Nintendo basically came up and thought oh shit there's a problem how do we fix it? All right, we will uh, permanently ban any intentionally disconnecting people to who, who are intentionally disconnecting in order to manipulate their rankings. So basically, yeah, if you disconnected
2: right at the end, like even after you'd lost your match, if you disconnected before the result screen came out, it didn't count Um, for, yeah, either, for person. either person. For either person.
1: So... So you were denying people away. basically.
2: And if yeah. Nintendo's gone, if you are doing this, like if we if we see evidence of you going intentionally doing that multiple times, so yeah, you're gonna get banned. And when they say banned in this circ- circumstance, they mean a permanent <laughs> ban from all online interactions.
0: So yeah uh yeah online. no trading
1: no raid battles no fucking yeah, yeah.
0: nothing you, like you are completely Isolated. disconnected from its online features you only yes. have the single player which is rough stuff because as i said like to alex and Jaden, is like the
1: switch is primarily a wi-fi system and wi-fi is about as stable as a uh, insert middle eastern government It is as stable as NeoGAF right now. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that counts as a Middle Eastern government. Go with it.
0: That's one side side of the field. But uh, yeah, straight up Nintendo have gone, fuck this. If you're caught disconnecting before the results, you are permanently banned boozled. Uh, I don't know if they're implementing a... Uh, appeal system or anything like that because i have oh, the feeling gonna
1: do like the bethesda appeal system write us an essay on why cheating is bad and we'll uh we'll give you your account back
0: dude fucking kids are playing this game you think someone's gonna fucking start writing a feast a kid the seven-year-old jimmy with a fucking Hitmonlee, is gonna start writing a thesis about why his jimmy internet is Hitmon shit
1: mon lee is not gonna pick that fucking tombstone with legs
0: i picked that tombstone legs it's carrying me hard until one gym but that gym's over and done with now and it's still carrying me hard but yeah um so yeah nintendo did not fuck around and fucking on them uh, last yeah. quick story before we go into our interesting story <laughs> the other industry story uh battlefield 5 has said we are going to support this game long term by killing it one and a half years after its release <laughs> they said this not me they came out saying yep. hey look uh battlefield 5 is not getting any more yep. As of uh, content 29th or...
2: is their last update i believe
0: yep last content or map update or operation and then after that it's nothing yeah that's now it. the
2: thing is and the only way they... i didn't give a flying fuck about battlefield <laughs> um i don't care i still
0: don't give a flying fuck about battlefield so this is the thing like i thought a lot of people didn't care as well but it turns out that they sold about
1: seven million units
0: and is apparently it, is the with the
1: lady with the prosthetic arm and the dude with the katana in yeah. the middle of scotland yeah now apparently
0: well, well that is still considered a failure in ea's eyes yeah. they said it undersold yeah, like, From
2: its c- compared expectations. to other Battlefield games, it got way less sales than um, they thought it would. And that was partially due to the marketing campaign, where people were like, Hey, I don't like this, I don't think it's realistic, or whatever it was, I don't remember. And they're effectively like, Well, yeah, if you don't like it, then don't buy it. And then people didn't buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that guy that guy then shortly left the company (laughs) yeah I'm pretty sure that was a uh, look you can either leave or we can fire you
0: yeah Uh, so just in comparison Battlefield 1 sold 15 million copies yes exactly so Battlefield 5 sold less than half Mm -hmm. of Battlefield 1 but that's because that is a, a multiple bunch of reasons like one the story campaign and all that bullshit behind it to the lack of content it had on release oh yeah uh free um ea straight up i i want to i want to find the fucking quote because ea straight up blamed uh the single player it's like we focused on the single player aspect of this game and since because we did that this is why the game failed I mean,
1: they're sort of correct in that aspect because a lot of people who play battlefield games do it because of the historical realism that they sort of come with. And I remember one of the missions in Battlefield Five uh, was one where you had to go and destroy heavy water that was being used by the Germans. In real life, that was that operation was conducted by I think some Swiss and British paratroopers who word like it was literally stuck behind enemy lines here we go Mm
0: -hmm. here we go ea blames the lack of its battle royale mode to focus on single player for its poor sales not only that but willison suggested that ea's decision to prioritize battlefield single player over the new battle royale mode firestorm hurt battlefield 5 sales firestorm is launching in march and it won't be the first battle royale game from ea uh, just as it is, recently launched apex legends from Fall studio so basically it said since we focused on the single player and didn't get the battle royale mode out uh that's why the game failed not to mention when the battle royale mode did launch it was still like not played by people mm-hmm. the battle royale, yeah. royale mode wouldn't have solved it Hi, what are you doing the uh, the battle the battle royale mode would not have fucking saved it because people didn't care about the battle royale mode in Battlefield yeah I'm not gonna when they play announced for that a fucking battle royale when they announced that that was just like cool but multiplayer though like people play Battlefield Five for the multiplayer not the battle royale they play it yeah. for the rush and for the fucking conquest like that's what Battlefield's been raised on since its beginning
1: yeah. The, but like single player uh, single player is still the, good yeah the single player campaign a little bit but there's like, a basic I liked battlefield one fucking single player campaign because like at least like they went they had like individual stories that focused on like a person mm. and like what they did during the first world war and that was really cool what i didn't like was in battlefield 5 they were straight up rewriting history To appeal to their own political beliefs. Well, that's the thing. Like, they were
0: rewriting history for a political agenda while also, like, negating the actual heroes that were responsible for the achievements.
1: Yeah. It's like, I was telling you about, I was talking about, like, literally, like, two minutes ago when I was talking about the heavy water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That operation was conducted by, I think, British paratroopers and Swiss or Swedish, somewhere around there. Uh, those incorrect uh, it was performed by a mother and her daughter Ah, uh, you you shut you shut your fucking uh, ear, band mouth. Nah, doesn't work here yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> not work, in the yeah. cesspool now we're on we're on the mountains but yeah like yeah we don't like people sort of
0: don't mind if like hey you can sort of change some details around but when you're going nah it was a mother and a daughter because we believe women are unrepresented like uh, ill-represented in video games like cool make That's fine. Make, a comp- make a base, a, base a, yeah make a, make a do a new game. don't call it Battlefield, but still have it in your World War II thing and make it your own story. But when people play Battlefield for the reasons they enjoy Battlefield and you're just like nah throw politics yeah, well, into think, it I think well like, no. point is.
2: And this is an argument i've kind of stated before people don't want female main female protagonists people also don't want male f- protagonists people want well-written protagonists past that yeah. most people yeah. don't actually give a shit
0: it's like yeah it's like, i don't care what protagonist you put in front of me make it interesting make it something i can invest into no. It doesn't matter if they're male or really, female. Either. But don't just ham don't just hand fist some fucking character some like politics in front of me going, This is this is what it's it's gonna be. And it's like but your character's shit. <laughs> so you really the boring. Yeah. So they
2: were yeah, well written characters. If it's a if it's a character you're playing as, um then generally something you can empathize with. And yes, that is the one actual argument that gender makes a difference in is if you're playing as a character for the most part people identify more uh with better with characters of the same gender that said yeah if you're writing a story and you've got well-written characters like like i said horizon zero dawn i stopped playing that but that's because i rearranged my room and unplugged my playstation um <laughs> Lara Croft. Really? Exactly. Oh, uh,
0: you better plug it back in after this cuz I've got a reason. Uh, it's
2: it's actually plugged in at the moment. It's just turned off at the wall because I use my PlayStation controller okay. on my computer and I f- I kept accidentally turning it on. Uh yeah, but if you're playing a game where you're playing as yourself, like, you know, RPGs like Skyrim, 99% of those with custom characters, you can choose. Hmm and that's that's the
0: weirdest thing it's like
2: oh just but that's the fucking you can write your own story you can write a female character or a male character and if people like it because it's well written then they like it the problem is like you said when you are playing making a game like battlefield who uh, like you said a lot of the draw is based on its historical representation if you are if you are doing something like that and showing historical events, people will want to play that,
1: Historical people
2: play through those historical events. They're not going to play, th- want to play through, effectively, someone's reimagining Shitty someone's fanfiction fan fan of those events. Now, I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm sure a bunch of people would actually really like that. For example, what was it?
1: I mean, Valkyria Chronicles is story,
2: effectively yeah. World War Two that's been re—it's been rejigged around. It,
1: it's, it's World War Two minus the planes, mm-hmm. but given you know,
2: it's uh, it's fucking, been rejigged yeah. and recontextualized into their um,
1: into their own yeah, because world. Not yeah, not Europe versus not yeah, Russia. exactly the mm-hmm. same
2: as the yeah. anime um, saga of Tanya the Evil that. Is literally yeah. an Isukai into it's World War One, except they changed the names effectively. People fucking yeah. love that show. The difference yeah. is the expectation. If you went into Battlefield 5 and they said, we're reimagining these things, these aren't what happened, that'd be fine. However, the issue with that is Battlefield already. As it would be fine as a new game. Like you're saying, because it carries a battlefield name, it carries that expectation of previous titles, which is a faithful rendition of previous events.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Because that's that's sort of what video games have over like war documentaries. Like you can get down there, you can experience sort of what those people experienced. It adds like a new dynamic to the exploration and the education of historical events. Fucking Battlefield Five shits all over that potential because some fuck ass nerd is like, "Oh no, I want to play as Strang Independent Whammon and go stab some Nazis." Yeah, but even
2: again, on do that, that
1: like in a different wasn't game. Wasn't
2: there a Wolfenstein game that let you do that?
1: That was well received. Let's not get in. Let's not uh, get into that racist dumpster fire. But you get my point.
2: You get my point. If you yeah. want to do that. Make a game that does that, but don't think that people expecting historical accuracy are going to be happy about it. You yeah, are addressing a, des- you a, a different... Not necessarily a different demographic or even a different target audience, but you're addressing people with different expectations, and expectations and first impressions make a huge fucking deal.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't get into Valkyria Chronicles because I'm looking for a faithful retelling of the pseudo first and second world wars i get into valkyria chronicles because it's the only game in the world that has that sort of gameplay style and i want to see fucking anime teenagers punch the shit out of not russia that's that's what i'm there for i'm i'm not there to go destroy some heavy water in the swiss alps with my mother oh but you are no but i am definitely fucking not anyway i think that covers that was my mother
0: well, that's a that was a longer short thing I was talking about.
1: So yep. let's let's
0: make this last one fairly quick then, which is a funny story nonetheless. Oh but good, we need some the fun. the Cooking Mama saga. Okay. That
2: is Oh yes, f- I remember hearing about this one.
0: So, once upon a time there was a series called Cooking Mama. Once upon a time so uh, there's two, two people that just a tech demo for the ds back in the day no i don't know i think it was around before then but like there's two parties you need to think of you have the the pe- the people that own the ip which is planet digital and then you have the people who made the game which is first playable productions so planet digital owned the ip and they gave it to first playable productions to make a game and then, so first uh first playable productions make the game, goes out on the eShop, and then within the hour it's fucking it's gone. Taken straight off the eShop. Everyone's fucking going, what the fuck's going on? Um obviously there's still physical copies of the game that's gone out, but it's it's been released. Uh and next thing you know there is literally just a discord post of someone going the game is mining cryptocurrency on your switch uh don't fucking use your switch to play this game it's using uh, blockchain technology to fucking hack your shit and crypto mine etc etc and that fucking blew up because no one came out and said anything it's just like oh fuck crit no 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 delete it uh turns out that that was that just went viral for no fucking reason because there was no sources there was there was like a reference to a name but no actual information about anything but everything did line up though it was using blockchain technology in the game it was overheating people's switches and it was draining the fuck out of the battery life so that's the reason that's the second reason why it took off is the the fact that there was an explanation for all these things even though there was no references to anything else but it's like my switch is dying quicker the battery's heating up and i'm playing cooking effectively this is burning a bunch
2: more power and energy than it should be
0: yes so Everyone's like, fuck, it's crypto mining my shit. Delete it, get rid of it. Okay. And then, I, fi- I want to say like a week later, uh, First Playable came out and said, it's not crypto mining your game. And here's why. One, the reason why they use block tech, blockchain technology... Uh, what is it? Yeah, well, I'll just read this out here. As a developer... They basically use blockchain blockchain technology for the game, not for cryptocurrency. And this is what they came out and said. Um... Claims that the stress the claims regarding the blockchain tech has been used was hypothetical. As as the developers, we can say with certainty that there is no cryptocurrency or data collecting blockchain or anything else shady in the code. Nintendo Switch is a very safe platform with none of the data privacy issues associated with some mobiles and PC games. This is a release from February 20, 2019, and we presume hypothetically, like most releases about, about blockchain, are blockchain was never brought up to us developers, and we're entertained to hear about it. In 2019 not happening anytime soon so what they were using is blockchain was actually meant to be used to create unique experiences for the user okay but since um uh, yeah since the term blockchain was used then fucking cryptocurrency fucking alarm bells started ringing for everyone uh then they came out and said all right People, uh, direct feed gamers came out and said we looked into the code. We've taken apart the game. We looked into a code. Uh, there is no crypto mining code. There is no um, launching EXEs for crypto miners or anything like that. It's sending no data to anyone else but the developers, and that data is not hash chains or that sort of stuff. Turns out the hash chains is creating uh, unique experiences, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera but we did find some stuff uh their code is shit that's why your your battery is janing and overheating they didn't fucking uh optimize the game properly they the code is fucking terrible that's why it's draining as fuck uh the game works perfectly fine offline uh you don't even need a linked account to use it and it's still takes up battery life and overheats <laughs> right. the console
2: so, so they're just going no 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 don't worry there's no crypto mining or anything suspicious here it's just unoptimized as fuck
0: not to mention um uh, so someone posted a twitter on their twitter about um the background music in the game Apparently there's been a massive kerfuffle between the IP holder and a developer for a while, to the point where the developers are going, Hey, uh we need your licensed music for the game. Can you send it over? Yeah, sure. And got nothing. Hey, look, we need your we need your licensed music so we can use it in our game. Can you send it over? Yeah, sure. Nothing. (laughs) So do you know what they decided to do? They ripped it from YouTube. Ah. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> they literally downloaded the the audio from YouTube. And it's in the file name. Cooking Mama 5, Background Music 1, YouTube Rip. Cooking Mama 5, Menus, <laughs> YouTube Rip. Like, they literally... Like, there's been, like, mishandling between the two companies so badly that the developers like, fuck it. We're just going to rip the music from YouTube. Like... It's fucking hilarious at that point. It's like, okay, fuck. So then it came the explanation as to why the game got removed from the store. It's because the IP holders were like, "Uh, yeah, we checked out the game and shit was fucked. It was terrible. And we and we like, nah, you're not releasing this. But they released it. So we took it. We got our fucking legal team together and we took it down within the hour so that's why the game was removed because they released the game without our approval and that's when uh first playable productions the developers were like no 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 like we made the game up to code everything that you asked for and the quality you asked for is done checked off by your people like everything you've asked for and the quality has been checked off by your people, we fulfilled everything in the deal, so we release the game, like on release as planned by as per this deal, and now we're going to seek damages because you remove the game, thus we lose sales. So now there's like a massive like legal battle going between Planet Digital, with the IP owners, and first playable productions to developers Christ, of the game that seems like a clusterfuck it is a clusterfuck like i am almost waiting for matt mcmuscles from youtube he does a series called what happened which is basically going over about like games in their either terrible uh, development period or like just, like just basically from concept to ending and result whether the end result is good or bad it shows like the troubled development so i'm just waiting for him to do what happened on it because this is just fucked through and through like like i thought it was like pretty messy when it like oh, okay there's the cryptocurrency thing and then there's the ip holder thing but then i saw how they just ripped the audio from the fucking official youtube because they weren't receiving it from the ip holder so yeah, uh, what's this? <clears throat> In a statement about cryptocurrency, it was all buzzwords. The head planet entertainment knows very little about these things. Uh, he just put some fancy language to get potential investors who like that stuff. As for the crashes overheating, that was because the game was made in Unity by many people working on their first game. It is not the best product, but it made it through several vigorous reviews by, an event by Nintendo and Sony. There is no way crypto mining stuff could get through those tests. Uh, the developer, the real reason the game was withdrawal was due to a tussle between publisher and IP holder. So this is what the developer saying. Mm-hmm. There, there is a legal battle between the publisher planet entertainment and the ip holder office create okay so it's off create planet entertainment released the game against request by office create uh, office create to keep polishing the game or perhaps even canceling it at one point japanese official create clients came to oversee development and argue started the clients were told to go home if they weren't being constructive <laughs> Uh, once they found out that Planet Entertainment released the game, they used the Nintendo contacts to pull it from the eShop and stop production of cartridges. Overall, everyone at One Planet loves the Cooking Mama franchise and did their best to make the best product considering the interference from the higher ups. I think the game is far from perfect, but would have done fine without the publishers stumbling so constantly. So yeah. It like <laughs> an actual bitch fucking fight the I behold yeah the ip holder sends people over to oversee the development and then and then the fucking people developing it like hey fucking was it if you're not being constructive go home jesus
2: yeah yeah there's there's a fucking bitch fight actually going on
0: yeah it's fucking fantastic state of games is crazy right now we're getting that's why i i'm upset now because i don't think the year's going to get any better for gaming anymore like i think we've we've climaxed too hard well, too fast in, we had out coming in august september. yeah but i'm not really i'm not really like september but like i'm not really like huge fan of cyberpunk that being said it is a still big game but that is it
1: like what, what other games game i'm looking forward to that's coming out this year yeah but uh, uh, is it a good game it it is it is a good game and what is it evil genius 2 oh yeah evil genius 2 but it's not like blockbuster game no, it's, no, gotta it's be not a blockbuster i'm it's- waiting for the shitstorm that comes around it when people actually figure out you're playing as the bad guy in the game
0: oh fuck me think think pieces are like neo gaff's going to have a field day we're playing as the bad guy what is this communism <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah it's going to go fucking crazy but yeah like Resident Evil 3 Remake, uh, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy 7 all within like a span of a month of each other. Now you, everyone's got to wait till like September to get, for me, pretty interesting game for others, fucking the next coming of Jesus Christ, to September. Mm-hmm. And then what?
1: We'll find uh, out. Halo we'll find 2, out. 3, Nothing. and 4.
0: Next time on Dragon Ball
1: Z. Exactly. In five minutes. Well, Halo 2, 3, and 4, because. Um, Three four three industries said that they will be releasing Halo Four in twenty twenty. Yeah, well, it's like, but that's the thing, like, they're fucking better.
0: They're they're still good games, but I've already played them before. I like I'm talking about new stuff, new stuff. Oh, no, what are we gonna do for the channel? Uh oh, there's plenty of old stuff. Speaking is on of the channel, the channel. This is the channel. What are we going up on the channel, guys? Uh the Last of Valkyrie. We just Chronicles. finished recording that, so, so that'll be up soon. So there is an ending in sight for you yep. viewers yep um we've also i think since our last podcast we've also released and finished both resident evil 3 and the resident evil 3 remake yeah that all happened so that quick. is yeah well oh, they are quick games like resident evil 1, Three, free we did in one session yeah, and remake and resident evil too. remake we did in two. yeah they're, they're pretty quick games so that
2: um hmm. me and kenny have started an ari in the blind forest
0: playthrough Oh that's already. We've already talked about that. That's already. That was going up on the channel yeah, when we last yeah. talked about it. Well, we're
2: we're still that's still going. It's hard to tell how long how much longer that'll take. I don't think it'll take too long. It's not the longest game,
0: but it's fun. So, we're playing it. So, yes. Uh, now we also have me and Alex need to pick up back on Devil May Cry 5. Yep. Uh, we also all need to pick back up on Death Stranding, and we have Code Vein and Pokemon Emerald still going up.
2: That is happening.
0: But uh, for that, I I think that's a solid podcast. Mhm. Okay. Solid is a, three it's, hours. It's a big one. I don't think we had this one this big since E3. Mm. That, that was in two parts. That did too. No, that was the Game Awards. Was
1: it the Game, Game Awards?
0: Awards? Game Awards came in two parts when we were uh. making. Ooh, theorizing about shit and then i reviewed the game awards and then e3 was like a fucking oh hey you boy speaking of e3 fuck how's that gonna go down this year
1: it's uh it's not everyone's just doing their own sort of nintendo direct thing is this the death of e3 about fucking time so long as everyone keeps doing their like nintendo direct at the same time every year then yeah
0: yeah that would be interesting be. all right yeah. we'll catch you guys later
2: catch you all right catch you guys